everybody likes guns. They just don't know it. Deep inside of my soul, there's a cowboy trying to get out. Welcome to New Shooter Canada. Please remember that the show's content and word pronunciation is simply the opinion of the hosts and their guests. Hello and welcome to New Shooter Canada, episode 231. I'm your host. This this is the first episode of the year, so Happy New Year and Merry Christmas to everyone. I just realized that. Happy New Year. Um, Happy yeah, ex- New Year. Excellent, yeah. And we have a full roster tonight. Uh, Thomas. Hello. And uh, Josh, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing well. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Thank you very much. And you, Amanda? I am well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Excellent. So, in case you haven't gotten the hint yet, we are doing a New Year's episode, but we will get to that shortly. Uh, First, how about we do what we did in guns? I'm going to go first, because I have one word, and I think I had this word last time, too. Nope. I did nothing. Um, I think I, I thought about getting my revolver cut down. Oh, actually, you know what? That is a lie. I did do one thing. I called my local gunsmith to try and get an idea on a quote for getting the uh, my GP. No, not my GP. Sorry. My uh, Smith & Wesson 610, the 10 millimeter cut down to 4.2 inches. Um, but he kind of said he can't really give me a great quote because – he can't see the gun and having to relocate that front sight. He doesn't know what's going to be involved in it. So he kind of said it's one of those things you have to see when you do it. But he did mention that his standard fee for a cut and recrown, if you want to shorten a barrel, I think was like $60. So that's, oh, that's a good start. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. No, I, cause yeah, when you first, so thought, when you first brought all this up, I was like, Oh man, you're, you're going to get a new gun and then you're going to, you're going to start hacking away at it. This is going to cost you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Why didn't you just get a gun that is better suited? But 60 bucks, that's, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I was, I was thinking it was going to be, I was thinking it was going to be a few hundred dollars and you know yeah. what? It might end up, he, he might have to do some custom work to redo the front sight and maybe in the end it will come to, a, you know, a couple hundred dollars. But that's great, because I thought, yeah, just the just to chop off the barrel, I thought was going to be like, you know, as soon as you walk in the door, here's your two hundred dollar bill, and that's kind of we're going right. up from there. No, so, there's, there's shop times was, like half half of what a dealership would charge. Like if you went to a car deal, like I think last time I was at Long's, I think it was forty five an hour. I think it, it's probably gone up since then. But you know, mm-hmm. something like that, if you can do in an hour, and it's it's worth it. Yeah, so I am happy about that. So now I need to look into getting uh, an ATT. Because I believe now we we need ATT to go to Gunsmith now, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we do. Either way, I'll double check. And I mean, I'm I'm gonna message the RCMP anyways to do it. So if I'm wrong, well, there's no harm done in it. But uh, yeah, so I'll get an ATT to bring it out there, and hopefully he can give me a better idea how much it will cost and how long it will take. I figure now is the time to do it, right? If you have any gun work you want done, now is the time. Just simply because. Hunting season's over, so I imagine those annual hunters are all done. They pack their stuff up, they clean their gun, it's put away for the season. And unless you have access to a good indoor range that is still shooting quite frequently, most of the competitive shooters are probably, you know, taking a break over the winter. So, yeah, it's a great time if you need any work done to go get it done. So, a lot of the indoor ranges yep. are closed right now, anyway. So, yeah, that's actually outside. That, that's a good point. I forgot about that. We're in lockdown 354 at this point, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I stopped counting. Um, <laughs> so anyways, Thomas, what have you been up to? 
almost nothing. I did go to the range once. Um, I took the Grandpa GP40 10 millimeter apart, trying to figure out why the mag keeps dropping out whenever I pull the trigger. Um, I thought it might have been me at first. Maybe I was hitting the mag safety or something, but I couldn't see any issue with the gun. I took it apart. Everything locked up. Everything was fine. So um, I couldn't disengage it with demi rounds, no matter how I tried. So I need to visit the range again and test it with some live ammo to see if what's happening. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad now that I didn't go back to work recently because I think the last date I was there was the Christmas party, which was, what, December 24th? Um, because when I contacted my manager last week, he was off work sick with COVID. So I know so many people oh, with COVID right now, it's, it's getting pretty scary. I've got uh, a niece, her husband, their toddler, and then uh, I've got a nephew. He's got it. So it's it's all around me. Um, yeah, I I got, so I've been <clears throat> I've been careful. So I didn't get any guns for Christmas this year. I actually uh, I bought a knife with my gun money and some EDC flashlights, and it was sort of like a titanium Christmas this year. I wanted something to match the silver in my hair, so I got everything titanium. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. Was nothing was blue. I know, I know. I just. You know, I, I've had this mental block with buying a really expensive knife because it hits the, the gun money level, right? So I, I did win some money, and then uh, even though I didn't get a lot of uh, time in at uh, East Hill this year because of the COVID, I still got a very nice, generous Christmas bonus from the owner, which is greatly appreciated. Then I had some money put aside, so I had enough cash for it, and then I won another $250 on the keto. <laughs> So I, I had enough for the knife, and I gave um, I gave Terry the money too. I gave her four or five hundred dollars for the deck, so she was pretty happy. But we ordered it because I, I had the extra cash, and then I was looking at Blades Canada, and they had this Benchmade Mini Crooked River carbon fiber scales, titanium bolster, S90V steel. It's regularly like a three hundred and seventy, three hundred sixty dollar knife. I figured they mispriced it. It was on for. 260 or something 269 it was a custom shop order so i ordered it immediately figured they screwed up no and it was the only knife they had on for the for the boxing day special was that one knife so so i ended up getting two knives for christmas i went way over the gun money budget way over (laughs) that that's a nice uh that's that's not the worst thing to happen no i don't know that bench made was pretty awesome though too for the price you couldn't pass that up oh yeah it's a sweet deal because i'm looking at it they had Two knives identical, but one had G10 and one had S30, and then they had this the higher end one, and it was exact same price as the cheap one. So you go, oh, somebody screwed. I thought they made a mistake actually on the pricing, but I was incorrect. It was, they had the one knife on sale, and you're not really supposed to. Benchmade has a policy. No, they don't. You don't discount knives. Everything goes for map right. pricing and everything. And it's a custom shop knife, so I was really surprised to see that it went for that price. So. Mm. And to be honest, out of the two, it's it's much more, it's much nicer to play with than the the, the Chris Reeve and Cozy. That thing is like a. It's taken me two weeks of opening and closing, opening and closing, opening close with two hands, because it was so tight I couldn't do it with one hand. And I loosened the pivot, I cleaned it all out, and I can after two weeks of use I can finally open, I can finally flick it open, but it'll it'll, it'll never flick close. But it's it's a beast, it's a big tank of a knife. So. <laughs> So I think that's my max. I I can't see me spending a lot more money on very many knives because that's that's my maximum. I I'm not. Have you said this before though? Have you said that before? <laughs> um, 
Well, no, okay, write no. this down for next year's New Year's episode. We'll see how it went. You know, and oh man, and I, I'm buddies <laughs> with the guys uh, on the EDC International podcast, and Parminder has all these gorgeous custom. Like, the problem is, he's got some knives that are worth like three, four thousand dollars. Well, he never carries yeah. them because they're worth so much money. It's just his collection. Yeah. It's just like he goes for the the art form. So I could have spent more money on the Chris Reeve knife. Like you could have got a really fancy inlays and patterns and, it, and Damascus blades. I could have pushed it up to eleven, twelve hundred dollars on the knife. But I figured I'd be afraid to ever use it if I just. If no, I but spent I, that I appreciate much money. that. You know, I appreciate that you actually carry them. You actually do use them. So that that's that's better in my mind. More justifiable. And you know, it's it because it gets used, it's going to get marked up. I I know that for a fact. But if I had something that was really, really pretty, I'd be afraid to use it. And, of course, the first day that I got the Chris Reeve knife, I dropped it in the towel floor, scratched crap out of it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I knew but it was going to happen though, sooner or later. That's out, the, so. that's out of the way now. It's out of the way. You yeah, it's out of the way. I scratched it already. I don't have to worry about it because I knew it was going to happen. It's like a I new car. Pick... Yeah, well, we don't <laughs> tell the wife about the stuff we did the new car, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> So that's about it for me. Um, the flashlights are pretty cool. Um, Olight had a actually a fantastic sale for Boxing Day. They had their um, which one is it? This is the if I could see the i five. The i five R. So this is the rechargeable version of the i of the i five, but it's got okay. So that was the difference. I wasn't sure what the difference was because I have the i five and I yeah okay. It's got a proprietary. Mine's just a double A battery. This will take double A's too, but only very specific ones because of its output. Okay. But it's got a proprietary rechargeable battery that you have to take out to charge it. Um, it's probably similar. I think it's a little bit brighter than yours. But the thing I like about it is the uh, is the double clip because I can just put this right in my baseball cap and it's small enough. Yeah. It just fits in, and it's it's small enough. It just stays inside my coat pocket, so I don't have to worry about it um, exposing to the cold. But if no, I was going to have it, in done, the... I've definitely tried that for like hands-free lighting. It works great. Yeah, yeah, I, I tested it out. It'd be great for fishing and stuff. So that's pretty nice. And they had a deal on this. So this is the titanium version. And they had this for $75 Canadian. And then if you ordered it, they threw in uh, another flashlight. So you got this smaller IR, I1R2 Pro, which is also a rechargeable flashlight. And it's keyring size. And this one, um, you don't have to take the battery out to recharge it. You can actually do everything internally. So um, I'm happy nice. with it. I'm you know, if like, this is good for if I'm walking the dog and I got to see the dog poop and stuff, it'll, it'll light up the backyard. Backyard's 50 by 50, so I, it does a good light up in the backyard. But if I got to throw any distance, I've got a I got a much bigger uh, Phoenix that I carry. If I'm gonna go through the park, I take the Phoenix with me. That way, I can light up the park and look for coyotes and stuff. <laughs> but for just yeah. you know, walking down the streets and working around the house, this is fantastic. You know, the last yeah, time was, they had a sale, I think it was last summer. I got one of those old bulbs. I'm actually really happy with it. It's excellent for camping. It's really good for a tent or just on the, at the picnic table. It's really good. For how not long a, is not it a lot charge? of money. I think it was like how long is it? Forty bucks. Yeah, how long does it hold charge? Oh, uh, gosh, it was. I don't know. I think I've only charged it once since I got it. <laughs> oh, I didn't really keep have, keep track of how many hours, but I mean, it lasted a whole summer of camping. Oh, beautiful. That's more than enough. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, most of the time you're in front of the fire, anyways. We just used it in the tent, right? So. Well, it's perfect for the tent because it has that white light. It's not a, a glaring light, so yeah. it's easier on the yeah. eyes. 
So what about you, Josh? What have you done with guns this, lately? So, uh, as we mentioned before, our range is closed down too, um, but not open even to executive members. But uh, it's, uh, well, I guess maybe oh. I could get in, but... Um, so your outdoor range is closed again? The outdoor range is open. We're, we're oh. letting the archery stay open and the outdoor range is open, but the indoor is closed. But we were thinking about going this morning, but it's like minus 20 out this morning. And we're like, I don't really no, want to shoot no, outside no, no. at 8 in the yeah. morning with minus 20 weather. <laughs> Did you see what it feels like? Because it's like minus 30 uh, something what it feels like. Yeah. Minus 35. Yeah, it feels like minus 30. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we we just stayed stayed in bed a little bit longer and then got up. <laughs> so I I think that was the right call. Not, not to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was really yeah. conflicted about it. Though. Yeah, but he was really complaining. You could tell he had his like grumpy face on for half the morning. <laughs> you know what? I can't really laugh at that because I know I would do the exact same thing. So well, we had the opportunity and we haven't had an opportunity for a long time, so it was disappointing. But whatever. Yeah, and we'll get to later why I was so disappointed because there's extra reasons to be disappointed. But anyway, so not <laughs> too much lately because of the range being closed. But uh, over the holidays, I actually got to take two new shooters to the range, so that was really good. Um, it was actually my new boss and her husband. Uh, we had been chatting at work, and she was talking about how uh, her and her husband are gamers. And she's like, "Do you game?" And I was like, "No, I do that for real." <laughs> and then she's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> So it started a conversation about how shooting guns on her bucket list and how she's always wanted to do it and thought it would be so much fun. So something she wants to do as a, maybe as a hobby in the future. So her husband's That's been talking awesome. about it. Yeah. So her husband's been talking about it too because I guess uh, sometime in the last year or so they got a new property and they've got a few acres and they're kind of out in the county and he kind of feels like while well, we're out in the county we should have like a twelve we should have a gun some kind of gun because we're out here in the middle of nowhere so I guess that gives you that feeling <laughs> you move to the country you sign the realty yeah. papers and the realtor just hands you a shotgun and says welcome yeah, you, to the country that's right yeah you can go in a shotgun there you go you you look but, down uh, your realtors in a suit. You look back up. They're in overalls, like with the <laughs> Mr. Mr. Payne. <laughs> yeah, just hand. Yeah. But uh, so he he wasn't completely new. He's shot a friend's twenty two and a twelve gauge in the past, but he's never shot a handgun. Uh, she's never shot anything at all before. So they were super excited, and they they came with a really with great attitudes. Like I was really surprised how amped they were to come. Um, we got there, and, and usually when I come to our range, there's, like, nobody there, right? So I was like, yeah, come on. We'll have we'll have the whole range to ourselves, I'm sure, and we can just take our time and do whatever we want to do. But, of course, oh, there's a car there. He's like, crap. <laughs> so there's two guys on the indoor range. So I was like, okay, well, we'll just let them shoot for a while. Who knows how much longer they'll be. So I took that time to kind of set up a clubhouse. I, I put some tables out, and I got all my guns out, and I just kind of went through, like, the safety and the handling and the function and let them kind of just get comfortable with it just you know, in the, in the clubhouse first before we actually went out there. They could hear me well, and we could take our time just going over everything. So that went really well. <clears throat> and then we uh, wound up knocking in on those guys, and they were fine with us kind of doing our own thing. So we went to the other side of the range and, and just got at it. Uh, we started off with Amanda's Mark II uh, 22 rifle. So she's actually a lefty. She's wrong-handed like Amanda. And uh, it was iron sights. And then we moved on to my, my Kui 600. It's actually got a fixed four power scope on it. And they really liked both the bolt actions, but I think they both liked Amanda's rifle better, but enjoyed the scope of the Kui. Um, so I tried not to be too offended that the Kui wasn't their favorite, but whatever. <laughs> and that they, that, that they even picked out the scope was better too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Then we moved on to handguns. Each of them wanted to try the victory first, and they both really loved that. They thought it was super easy to shoot and fun. Um, he was actually doing really well. I was surprised. All of his shots. So we, we, we set it up at uh, seven yards first, and uh, he got them all on the black. And hers were mostly on the paper, so I was pretty happy about that. Yep. And uh, we got, I brought the Wrangler along, and uh, they were both really excited to try that. And they thought it was like the coolest one, and it was fun to shoot. But then they both kind of avoided it after that because it was such a pain in the ass to, to load and reload. <laughs> so, um, you know, it was just kind of just fiddling around when they weren't overly comfortable, right? But it's funny because I thought it would be like a great gun for first time range introductory to people, right? You know, for newbies, but they kind of proved otherwise. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, could just more of a novelty i guess yeah and then we moved on to the uh, to the nine millimeter and uh they heard the guy a few parts down shoot his at by that point already and uh just hearing the the no, the noise difference they're both like what what's going on over there yeah <laughs> they're just here in the 22s um but uh so she went first and i was like okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna load one and then you can see how it feels and just, you know, just stay calm. Don't drop it. Just, you know, just take the shot and then we'll wait and see how you feel if we want to do some more. So <clears throat> she, uh, she, she, she signed up, she was all good and she went bang. And then she like went, Whoa, <laughs> just, it, was, it was hilarious. I wish I could have re- recorded her reaction. Cause it was just like pure excitement and kind of like adrenaline. It was actually <laughs> reminded me of, of Amanda. The first time she went shooting, she got to shoot a Tokarev and it was almost identical. The same reaction. So it's pretty funny. <laughs> but, uh, I am um, going to be so broke. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, when we were there, it, it was all going well. I, I just tried to remember Mike and Thomas's advice when we, were, we had that uh, conversation about taking new shooters out kind of let them steer the ship and I didn't want to overwhelm them with like too many tips or tricks or whatever. I just, you know, make sure they're safe and let them go on their own pace and don't worry about how they're holding it too much. Even though they both had horribly ugly grips, I just tried to <laughs> let it go. <laughs> and uh, my boss kind of stayed away from the nine mil until she calmed down a bit. So, you know, it was good just to let her go at her own pace. And then she wound up just grabbing it and burned through a few mags with no problem. And she yeah. just had, she just had to be ready on her own. Right. Just kind of, yep kind of do that and i was surprised how long we were there uh they just kept going which was great just kept uh, cycling through the firearms again and again and going back to rifle back to handgun back to the nine mil and uh so you know i think we're gonna have some some new pal holders in the future so it went really well excellent yeah that's awesome it sounds like you did an awesome job bringing them out too well i tried you know i brought as many options as i could carry and whatever I could yeah. shoot on the indoor range, right? It would have been nice if we could have gotten out and done some center fire rifle or some shotgun, maybe next time. I'm sure they'll come back. Yeah, so. it it sounds like they're coming back, whether you bring them or not, so. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. good. And it's, you know, yeah. it's good that it's my boss too, right? It's kind of a little bit of schmoozing, so that's good. Yeah, as long as you don't start beating her at the local IDPA match, and then all of a sudden you start, <laughs> you know, getting those Saturday shifts that you weren't getting before. That's right. Yeah, you're on call every holiday now <laughs> yeah oh there's an idp match this saturday guess what uh you're not winning <laughs> so, oh. so yeah well, that's about it uh with guns as far as actually using guns um but thursday it was a great day to go to the mail to the post office uh, i got my new knife i didn't really talk about that on the last episode because i don't think i decided to buy it yet but, no you um, didn't you just bought that no. like, right after christmas so yeah yeah so as, as listeners know, we made a giant mess of my first turkey. So I had, <laughs> had, to, 
had my eyes open for a good game processing knife and one came up in a few searches time and time again and people really seemed to like it and then i saw it was on sale at warriors and wonders so of course i consulted thomas first and uh really this this was the first knife i think that i've ever showed him or ran past him where he actually thought it was good steel <laughs> so, <laughs> everything else is snobbery just came shining through but i just i actually found a good one this time i guess so <laughs> i was impressed yes <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it's also i mean this is kind of why it's also the most expensive knife knife i've ever bought so it's kind of at a new level for me and that's i guess why he thought it was okay <laughs> so it's a it's a, it's, it's a nice knife you, you chose yeah. well yeah it's a benchmade yeah. steep tree hunter and it's got s uh 30v steel which is kind of meaningless to me but thomas said good things so um it's uh it's, a, it's, it's really grips a powdered steel yeah okay so what does that mean well, with powdered steel, the carbides are very, very tight in the pattern, and it 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 allows it to retain its edges a very long time, and it gives it a lot of strength. So, okay, once well, you get into the, the, the powdered steel, your edge retention starts really climbing up, and that's what I need. So that's good. Um, the the grip, it's got a a rubberized grippy handle, so that's really nice. Uh, it's got the jimping uh, actually on two spots on the on the spine of the knife, uh, one up close for your thumb, and then one down near the of the knife which i thought was really cool because you can kind of choke up on the blade and the grips kind of got some indents there where you can kind of give it a good pinch and put your finger near the tip for some good control if i if i if I knew how to skin something i could probably do that um <laughs> so that was kind of cool uh mike actually pointed this out on the tang uh it's got a full tang of course and there's uh protrusions sticking with the top rounded off and actually helps with a with the grip. Um, it's not uncomfortable at all. I was kind of wondering about that too, but um, they're just nice and softly rounded, so it's not an issue. But it is uh, does add to the grip, I think. Yeah, when I first so. saw that, I was like, oh, that looks like one of those things that people put in for style, and then they go to grab it after, and they're like, that looks cool, but it doesn't feel good. Yeah, you know? no, I think it's I think it's going to be good and That's very awesome. very clean, very cleanable, which is why I wanted to a fixed blade instead of a folding. Um, yeah. And with the with the grip being kind of rubberized instead of like a micarta or something like that, like that might get kind of grungy. So I thought this was a good outdoors hunting choice. Utility so, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yep. so I'm pretty happy so far. Let's just hopefully soon I get to actually try it on something. So yeah. are you are you going to carry this knife like not just hunting but like every day or? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's no. just going to be for that specific purpose because I want to keep yeah. it. For that, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fine. I'm just asking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I could potentially. You but could. That, it's I, it's it's not that big and it's no. it's light. So yeah. I but don't know that many to... people that carry a fixed blade all the time. Not yeah. anymore, at least. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I guys carry the smaller the smaller neck knives as fixed blades, but it's usually it's really small fixed blades these days. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I went camping or something, I might. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. Like you said, like when you're going camping. hunting, camping. When you when you're like, oh, I may experience something that I need a better knife than my folding knife. Yeah. 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 So that kind of brings me to the only thing I don't like about it is the sheath is a little bit chintzy. I mean, it's a nice, uh, <clears throat> nice uh, Kydex type sheath, but it's a little bit rattly when it's in there, and like the the belt. Like is, it's not. Like there's two. It's not. It doesn't. Not going to come out. Like it's locked in there pretty good, but I can shake it and rattle it around, which kind of just bugs me a little bit. Okay. So, um, and there's two slots cut out where it looks like your belt should go through, but they're not anywhere near wide enough. Like, not even for like a an inch. They're about an inch wide. So, I don't I know. I wonder if work anywhere. on my belt. 
I mean, it might, but you're not allowed to carry yeah. it. So. What do you mean I'm not allowed to carry it? <laughs> but so I don't know. It's got it's got holes, of course, because because of the kydex, right? So I could maybe run some paracord through it, and maybe do like a scout carry, or maybe mount a clip yeah. on it. I know Thomas sent me a link to uh, to a tech lock, right? Yeah, they they offer them in a smaller or large size for that <laughs> night. So yeah, so maybe I can pick that up, and then I could clip yeah. it onto something, my belt or pack or something. Yeah, if it I wonder. Keep it. Yeah. yeah. I wonder I like for that. Nice. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. I, say, I wonder for that whole Kydex for the rattling part, if you could like heat it up with uh, with whatever, like a hair dryer or a heat gun, and like press it down tighter on the knife, like wrap your knife in like some tape or something like that, just kind of press it down to try and take some of that extra space out of it. Yeah, that might work. Yeah, you can give it a try. Yeah. I don't really care because if I ruined it, I would be heartbroken. Like it's not really. Yeah. You know. It's more just to protect your blade and to protect like other things in your pack while you're walking around. That's right. Yeah. 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 So anyways, that's that. I'm pretty happy so far. Updates to follow. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for you though. It was a good knife. It was, I yeah. got to play around with it a little bit. It's a, it's a good grip for myself as well. And not something that I feel would be too big to lug around for hunting. Like we were talking about it and we're like, a lot of people use folding knives when they're, when they are hunting. So I think the fixed blade is probably a better uh, decision, especially when you're dealing with the cleaning process or, or the field dressing. But uh, yeah, it seemed like a really nice uh, hunting gun or not gun um, knife anyway. So <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm glad like I went got- about it. See, a knife that's got phosphorus brown washers, you can get away with it. But if your knife's got ball bearings, you don't want to be using it processing game because it'll just seize up solid on you with all the hair and the blood. Well, I yeah. agree with you, but uh, it's funny if you watch the YouTube videos, what people will use. They, they're like, yeah, this is great, never, never a problem. I'm like, uh huh. I think well, that kind of that kind of makes me think of why, it, like, justifies uh, why I chose this or why I <clears throat> went out and bought one because I mean. It's not like I decided to be a hunter now. Okay, today I'm a hunter and I'm going to buy all this gear. Like, I kind of went through it, realized what I what I needed. You know, I went with what I had. It wasn't good enough, but now I realized, you know, what I needed to upgrade on. And so, yeah. you know, feel, you're not, feel good about taking my time with it, right? Yeah. Buy quality things that you know you're going to need a lot of. And, yeah, you can just get away with the cheap stuff for the stuff you don't really need. That doesn't really matter so much. Yeah. Well, when you, when yeah. you, when you got your other knives, it, it, you didn't get them with, the intention of using it for hunting. No, exactly. Right. Like you're right. So, it was it was an EDC yeah. knife, so you didn't care what was an Aussie, and because you're not going to put it through a lot of use, right? right. Opening letters, mail, whatever. Um, and so if now you I did do cardboard, you knew I you had to sharpen it. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. All right. Well, so that brings me to something else that was in the mail, making it an extra good mail day. Our long-awaited registrations for the SIG and the Toker have showed up. That was uh, yeah, December seventh was when I uh, did my end of the call. So that was a bit of a wait. Uh, again, I asked for the email for at least for the transfer, and I didn't get it, and neither did the other guy. But the same thing happened with my Wrangler. Like, I just had to wait for the register to get because it just <laughs> never came in the email. Hmm, that's odd. So, yeah, and I, and I made them. Wait even longer the first time I, oh, exactly. And the first time I, I made them, 
uh, when I called them, I made them confirm what my email address was, and it was correct. And then this time, too, when I requested the email, I made her read me the email on file, and it was correct. And I checked my junk, and I, d- I don't know. I don't get it. Whatever. But, I mean, I can't do anything with them anyways until I get the register certificate, so it doesn't really matter, I guess. So this was fine. So I cruised right away that evening to Stratford. It wasn't too far to go, and I grabbed her new stockpile. So I wound up buying actually another uh, 500 rounds of the 762 by 25 that he found. I mean, I wish I had so much ammo that I forgot what I had. That's kind of cool. <laughs> okay, but, when, uh, when I when I saw you wrote "found" with air quotes, I'm like, "found on off the back of a truck." Because, like, <laughs> yeah. You're gonna be finding 762 by 25 on the back of a truck, like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, this was was in so his. What, he, what did he charge you for the extra 500 rounds? Fifty bucks. <laughs> I like this guy. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Like that's like this whole deal seemed like I don't want to say it seems sketchy because it wasn't. It's all in the up and up. Everything's registered, everything's good, but he he must have really needed the cash because he was letting all this stuff go really cheap. And like even like when he offered me that extra five hundred rounds, he's like, Well, you know, what did you pay for the other stuff? And I told him and he's like, Okay, well that's this is half that much and that's, you know, fifty bucks. So I paid, you know, basically like, you know, ten cents around for all that stuff that's awesome so anyway a nice reasonable guy to deal with yeah so i you know you almost feel bad but then you don't right so he was happy yeah. he got his cash and yeah he might have got an amazing deal on him in the first place himself you never know right yeah and he's probably I, had them forever yeah and that happened when i got my revolver i got a banging price for the revolver and i even <laughs> told the guy like you know you're selling this for a really good price and he's just like yeah i'm just getting out of it and like i just he's like i just don't want to be bothered with this i just want it gone so that was that Mechanic friend you told us about, right? Yeah. 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 Have you taken him up shooting? Because he promised no. shooting. No, because I bought that gun <laughs> off of him in the middle of a pandemic, so I'm not really uh, up for taking people to the range right now. Sure. Even though yep. I just told you I took two people. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, not all of us are <laughs> as amazing as you are, Josh. That's right. I sacrificed myself for the good of the hobby. I actually had a friend a few years ago. He uh, he was shooting uh, Ruger single six, the twenty two single action, and uh, he goes, "Do you want to buy it?" I said, "No, nah, I'm not really interested." He goes, "I'll give you a really good price." I said, "How much?" He goes, "Well, Bruce sold it to me for two hundred. I'll sell it to you for two hundred." Oh, wow. I bought it for two hundred, and I sold it two or three weeks later for five hundred. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah. so what what else yeah. came in the stockpile? Well, the, yeah, the transaction went really well. We got everything he promised, aside from he said he has extra SIG grips, but he couldn't find those. Oh. But I guess I'm happier he found the ammo instead of the, the grips. But uh, he promised that when he does find them, they're ours, so I'm not going to worry about it too much. I'm not sure what they are or if they're even something I'd want. But <clears throat> uh, no, the, the grips you have on it now, are they, are they plastic or wood? No, they're plastic. Uh, pretty grippy. I'm not sure if they're original or the upgraded ones that Mike was talking about, but... Um, have to look into that. See, we just barely kind of cracked it open and looked at it. We haven't spent a lot of time with it. I'm just curious. Like maybe he upgraded the grips and he still had the factory grips. That's what he was talking about. That could be. That could be. Yeah. But he said they. He didn't say they were wood though, so I, I don't know. Yeah. But Tokarev uh, was super cool. Uh, it's got wood grips, so I thought that was kind of neat. There's no markings on it aside from the serial number, so I'm not sure how to verify that it's actually Russian. But it'll be Russian until proven otherwise. So. There you go. Um, and Amanda got a gun too. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let Amanda talk about the SIG. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> that's basically the only thing I did in guns. Jeez, been 
waiting and waiting. He got to go out, go and take people out shooting, and here I am just, you know, twiddling my thumbs. So, I but got to stay home with the kids. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't rub it in. Yeah, don't yeah, don't rub it in. Don't be a winner. Jeez. She can't reach she can't reach me right now, so. No, I can't. And good thing for you. But you know what? And I'll see She won't forget, so. Josh. She won't forget. So. <laughs> so, we he's I went to uh look at this gun and I honestly think that Josh was hoping that I would not like it because uh, he was just getting pretty excited, and he's like, oh, uh, well, it's under my name, and, uh, yeah, well, it's pretty cool, but, you know, you just might not like it. It's a big gun, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so, uh, but it was... It is uh, kind of a tank, though, eh? Like, it is heavy. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is... Uh, Especially next to, like, my grandpower, you know, being polymer, it's just such a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, definitely a heavy gun and a big gun, but uh, it felt excellent in the grip for me, and I could easily decock and hit the mag release on the left side with my short fingers. Um, I would say the only struggle that I really had was with the slide lock, but uh, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I just think it's just going to take some practice. Um, the, the sights were nice and big and highlighted, and it was uh, easy to line up. And I'm really excited to take it to the range and see how it feeds and with the accuracy overall. Um, I'm just loving the stainless steel look, and I think it looks better than all the black models that I've seen. And uh, but we, I kind of put on the holster with the mag, um, the mag holders as well. And I'm, I'm trying it on. I'm like, oh crud! I need a lefty holster. So <laughs> there's no way to modify the even the original one and he had a Clydex um holster for um the SIG but yeah there's I there's no way I can modify those without you know destroying it so I thought well you know Josh can make me one but apparently he's chickening out on that idea he goes not if we're competing he's like you're gonna get something nice so uh, you know, Josh, Mike goes out of his way to load ammo for his wife, get all his guns yeah. set up for. She, he, well, no, he wants her out there. He wants her competing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I said to her. It's like I, I would make one for my, like for her if it was just like our range bumming around our range. But I don't know. I, I'm okay with getting chirped, but I don't want Amanda to get chirped on a homemade holster that I made. So. Yeah. yeah I, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from, Josh. Yeah. Uh, if it, and it's know, a popular gun, so you should be able to get a, a Southpaw holster for it. I think mm-hmm. so. I'm sure we could. So, uh, But I was, and I said, you know, we could have some fun with the, the pattern, maybe spend a little more money with, I want to get one kind of like Mike has, that Hawaiian print style. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Originally, I thought it was pretty loud, but I was like, you know what? Everything is, is so <laughs> tactical when you go to these events. I think having a little bit of fun is a good idea. So yeah, we'll see Rob at um, Red Hill Tactical, and I think my friend Jamie actually has a fifteen percent discount code with Rob. So ooh, hear that, Josh? You can, do, you can do different layers: one's color inside, one color outside. You can have it fancy like Mike's. Ooh, nice. That'd be cool. Uh, so other than that, uh, I was really impressed with everything that we got. We had eight mags, a belt, two holsters, mag holster, and ammo. I'm very pleased with the the deal. I know it was more impulse than what we wanted to be, and certainly not the kind of money we were hoping to drop at 
that moment. But I am very happy overall. And even the Tokarev looks really cool. But it, it kind of threw me for a loop because I remember it being bigger. I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> I've never shot one that was accurate. Oh, well, it, it's not about accuracy. It's more about the big bang, right? Yeah. So, uh, That's what she said. So, I don't know. Um, but well, I, that's the thing, though. It does feel kind of puny next to the SIG, even though oh, it's a yeah. bigger, bigger round. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. I don't know. Because, yeah. obviously, I didn't shoot too many handguns my first time around, and I haven't shot the Tokarev since my first time. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to playing around with it and having a good go with it. But I remember just, like, the, the gusto of what, like, the... Um, the pressure afterwards when it like hit your face, you're like, whoa. Yeah. But, you said that, like, like, like when was the shot for the first time, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Other than that. So I'm thinking, I, I'm thinking I should make a Kydex holster for the Tokarev and do a round of PPC. That'd be funny. <laughs> uh, funny. All right. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reason why they got the Sigma team so much larger than the Tokarev is because that's a double stack gun versus a single stack. That's so the Tokarev literally doesn't need to be as wide as the SIG does just to... That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, other than that, I was very happy, but that's all I did in guns, so... Well, I'm <laughs> glad to hear that it sounds like the two of you uh, made out like bandits in that uh, deal, and uh, it sounds at least so far like you're very happy with it. Very. Yeah, that's excellent. Mm-hmm. All right, so our main topic this week is uh, our New Year's resolutions. So we... Kinda, we did an episode last year, so I thought it'd be kind of nice to do another one so we can kind of hear where people are at, you know, how well did they do, what would they do better, you know, the usual kind of stuff like that. So um, what were your New Year's resolutions last year, and did you achieve your 2021 <laughs> goals? You know, what could you have done differently? So, Thomas, I am assuming that you did yours once again, correct? Yes, I noticed somebody already put it in for me, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's... I, I'm not one for New Year's resolutions because I could never keep them. But 35 years ago, I made the resolution to to quit drink, quit drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so, as of this New Year's, it was 35 years of sobriety. Yeah. Uh, I have my challenges, especially um, with COVID the last couple of years. Um, any of the the groups that I go to or the meetings I attend, I can't say who or where. There's all kinds of rules about it. But uh, everything's closed. So yeah. people do have issues or having a hard time. The big groups are doing Zoom meetings. I hate doing video. We don't even do the video in the podcast. I don't even look at you guys when I'm talking to you. Why, why would I go on and talk to a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of my friends? That, I don't like it. I don't like Zoom meetings. So yeah, it, and I it understand takes that away. Be hard. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's some people are really having a difficult time right now because this is traditionally a bad time of year for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's. With yeah. COVID and everything else, or people that need the other additional help, they, they can still make a call. If you need help, you can still make a call. You can still talk to somebody on the phone, but the in-person stuff isn't happening right now. So, yeah. so that's what I'm hoping. Hopefully, things will improve. They, they did. They did open up uh, the meetings for a short time, and then they just got shut down again. So, yeah. and that's too bad. I really do hope that people who need the help are able to find it. Especially in times like this, I know things times have been very hard the last couple of years. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, it, it's it's always been one day at a time. Even after 35 years, I still have bad days. Like you know, I I don't. Mm-hmm. It was funny. A couple years ago, I tried to. Uh, the stuff for smoking was it Zynex? I tried to. T- I took some Zynex one day to, to help me quit smoking. And I'm just sitting. You know, the stuff can be feel really weird. I'm sitting there and I'm I'm watching TV and also this wine commercial comes on. And it's all these beautiful people dropping around. I grab my keys. I grab my wallet. And I'm going out the front door. I said, you know, I'm going to retire soon. I'm going to go to the liquor store. And by the time I hit the front door, I stopped myself dead. In that 15 seconds of watching that commercial with that drugs in my system, I convinced myself that I was okay to have a drink and I was walking out the door. Mm-hmm. This is after not having a drink for, at that time, probably 33 years. Oh, wow. So that and I went outside and my actually my neighbor is uh, actually a retired addiction counselor in, in Oshawa, and I told him what happened. He goes, "Dude, don't take that stuff." He said, "Do you know what the side effects are of that stuff?" I said, "No." He goes, "Homicide." Oh. Yeah, apparently this this stuff's banned in 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 Europe because people do crazy things with it. So oh, wow. that was the, yeah. Just and I I told him what happened. He goes, "Yeah, yeah." I goes, "That that's small. People have actually killed people taking that medication." Wow. That's the only time I've actually really had the struggle. But, you know, with losing my brother and my cat and so much tragedy lately, I've never really considered having that drink. But in the back of your mind, it's still there sometimes. You know, you get yep. really pissed off at somebody or something happens and the little triggers still come back. So, yeah, even after all this time, you, you still have to be on top of it. So yep. I'm grateful that I've been be able to go this long and i still try to help people if they need help mm-hmm. so hopefully things will improve and uh i can get back out there and get active again yeah absolutely thomas and good for you i know that it's not easy and you know it even like you said some days are harder than others but it's likely just this like almost like a little scratch at the back of your head it's just it's, it's always embedded in there right so well, you know it's 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 funny because uh when we're we're pulling out um, the Christmas decorations. I actually made, made Terry decorate. I bought a new tree. I actually put up a Christmas tree for the first time in years. And in one of the boxes, there was two letters that, I, that I'd kept and I'd forgotten about. One was from uh, my sponsor who passed many, many years ago. And then one was from a lady from my very first meeting. She was there for my very first meeting. She was there for my very first one year. And um, I'd put it aside because I, I really liked this person. Well, I found out she passed away a couple years ago. And the funny thing is, uh, the sponsor I have now was actually best friends with this lady. I said, oh, oh do you know so-and-so from... She goes, oh, she was my best friend. So I got this, this nice little card that she gave me, a nice little letter, nice, beautiful three or four-page letter. So when I get a chance, I'm going to take it over to my friend's house and show her the letter that our, our friend gave me 35 years ago. So Aww. we'll have a coffee with and probably make her cry while she reads it, but it'll be nice, so. <laughs> that does sound lovely. Yep. But so how, my, my, minor, minor, minor selfish goals every year for selfish reasons. I'm sure you guys have much more oh. um, shooting-related goals for, for the New Year's. You know what, there's, there's, I think that's an invalid statement right there. That's not just a selfish thing. It's not a selfish thing at all. Uh, it's important to focus on that number one thing because if that's all you can put your efforts towards, that benefits not only you, but that benefits everyone else who you surround yourself by. Because yeah, yeah, you have it, to be it, selfish. You have to be. Yeah, exactly. So 
you have you have to take care of you and absolutely brava to that honestly i appreciate it get it so so how how did you do this past year amanda Uh, you know what (laughs) She didn't pass the sobriety test. I'll Don't worry, my <laughs> No, I did not. Not even close. Oh, oh hush you. You're no better. So, um, you know what? It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. But, I mean, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. So, you know, one of the first things was, um, you know, to perch and to reorganize my house and my life. And I think this will just be obviously this is never going to be something that will ever be done uh it will be a continuation uh though because you know a lot of things happened so josh and i ended up moving in together this past year and so i sold my house so the good thing about that was that it did force me to make the decisions for purging um i was i had a deadline where i had to have my stuff out of the house and you know have my stuff into josh's place and i ended up selling my house to my sister you know and there was a little bit of leniency but the moment that um like that whole sale went through ash was like nah you gotta get your your crap out of here now so (laughs) uh, I, i mean we went through i don't know how many trailers of stuff because i am a person that if they say hey like would you be able to use this i'm sentimental so there's some things that i had downstairs that i never used it was my my basement was probably the worst in the kids room um and it was very hard uh, to make decisions about purging not to mention i'm not an overly organized person in the first place and yeah as soon as someone hands something off to me i'm just like oh well Maybe I can use this, or maybe, and then it goes in a pile in the basement, and then, yeah, it's just never to be seen again, right? You make, so. fun, you make fun of me for being a hoarder, but that's what that's but called. But you're an right organized there. hoarder. You're an organized <laughs> hoarder. It's okay. Like, I mean, but you should ask Josh. Like, I had, he was coming to help me, and it took a lot to allow him or my family to come and help me. Um like I, I was having meltdowns, so it was a good thing, but it was a very stressful process. So we went, but as we kind of started merging our stuff together, we started to say, Josh is really good at looking at a pile and going, okay, let's do this. And as long as he kind of guided me through, um, wow. you know, we went through his stuff, my stuff, and we were able to condense. We we put on the swap and sell. We gave away for free. You know, and we we just made the best of it. So that was good. Uh, I would say the first three to five months, uh, we we did great. But then, again, this is ongoing. Like, I mean, we still have filing that I haven't gone through since the move at all. And the big thing what has been, though, merging our families and managing four kids. It requires a lot of team effort and patience and dedication I mean this last weekend when we had all four of them we spent eight hours cleaning their rooms because some of the kids <laughs> have developed some really bad habits of hoarding as well <clears throat> Chelsea <clears throat> Chelsea. <laughs> but it's funny though because it's like my kids 
uh, well, my oldest mostly, she's like, won't let us throw anything away if it's like a plastic clamshell thing for, for fruit or think she, stuff she can make a craft out of. So she like saves all these popsicle sticks or toilet paper tubes or, you know, all this stuff and, and just hoards that kind of thing just to make crafts with later. And then you find all these bags and boxes in her room full of stuff that she never used. <laughs> Well, and then, like, she's got a giant room, so, or all of them do. Um, but they'll have, like, a huge Lego setup in one area, and then a stuffy setup, like, as if it's ongoing play. And I don't have a problem with it, except for when I end up having to go in there and step on stuff. So, whereas <laughs> my kids don't have the, the storage or the utility to stay organized, but and they have a lot of stuff, but not as much. So we had to really kind of buckle down and go, what do we need? What, like, how can we reorganize this? And what can we throw out? For goodness sakes, all the toys. I, I can't get over it. It's ridiculous. But I don't even play with toys anymore. A few stuffies. and Yeah. Yeah. Nico's got about 25, 30 stuffies lined up on his bed. And I think. He just likes the collection, and he picks a favorite for a while, and the same same as the girls. But, I mean, hey, what can you do? So, it's going to be ongoing. It's going to be a process, and as we kind of move to smaller projects within the home, I, I am looking forward to continuing this process anyway, so... Um, so, another goal I had was uh, more time for my uh, working on my mental wellness. So again, this will always be ongoing, but I am very happy with my progress. This is one area where I'm like, yeah, I've done well here. Um, I started going uh, to regular Cairo and that has been a huge lifesaver for my, my hips and overall, I, I guess, well-being for feelings, right? Like I'm not feeling stiff, sore. And if I am, I'm getting the relief quite easily without having to use um, painkillers all the time to, to make me feel better. So, and it allows me to uh, be more active and enjoy things that I love. So the ruck challenge was a big thing this year and I did it. It was amazing. I was exhausted <laughs> and ran into a few other challenges, but my hips were not the problem. So I was really excited about that. So, um, I did take a break over the summer though with the, um, the Cairo and it, by the fall, it, it was pretty clear that I still needed to go regularly to be able to get the movement that I want. So, yeah. um, another big thing, uh, I finally had several appointments, uh, to talk about my mental wellness with my doctor. And even though I have an excellent partner to keep me organized to an extent, I still struggle with distractions, brain frog, the fog, sorry, um, misplacing things on a daily basis, my phone, keys, forgetting my, my computer. Like, it's almost daily. And I have to create a very structured routine for myself. And the moment that something comes out of the routine – I am lost, completely lost. So another uh, factor I come through is anxiety and t uh, task paralysis. So 
after doing some screening and discussing uh, between and discussing between depression, anxiety, and other disorders, I think you'll hear from a lot of doctors that all things are pretty correlated. So they're saying, well, you're likely, you know, have some symptoms from each of these pieces of the puzzle. So they used to always pop me on antidepressants, but I kind of fought back and I said, I'm not depressed. I need focus. I'm, I'm completely out there and feeling very frustrated with myself. And I know what depressed feels like, and this isn't it. So my doctor agreed for me to try ADHD medication. So is it a full diagnosis? No, because I believe a psychiatrist has to diagnose, not a doc, like a family doctor. But uh, I've been on the meds for two months and I feel like it's uh, really the right thing for me. So while I while I'm adjusting, I hope that it'll help with the other goals that I have for myself going forward, because obviously organization is a key point in my life and I'm I'm moving forward with other factors of my job and and having the big family blended family so I can't be struggling mentally and looking at a project and having a meltdown because I don't know where to start so I thought that addressing those issues was really important and a key factor this year so I'm very happy about that um I'm sorry that I'm sorry to hear that you've uh, had some struggles with it, but I'm glad it sounds like you're making progress. Like it sounds like yeah. you're making real progress here. So that I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah, totally. It, you know what? If it is, it's from what I understand, um, adult ADHD, it's uh, more common with women because we tend to mask our, our symptoms and it sounds a lot like maybe just like an overly bubbly, overly social, you know, um, kind of person. And, you know, you wouldn't necessarily consider it an an issue in school. Whereas, like, what do you think about when you think of ADHD? You think about a rambunctious boy running around, banging things, screaming, yelling, you know, can't sit still. Yeah, doing flips off walls kind of thing like you see in cartoon TV shows. Exactly. But the thing is... It's, it's, yeah, Nico, basically. And, and that is another thing that I need to address because if I am ADHD and I'm more on the, the quieter end of things, he's definitely got something going on that I need to have addressed. Um, and I want better strategies for him to deal without medication. But if needed, then I would like to introduce him to medication. But all my behaviors, I need to relearn. So I'm going to need some help doing that. So, yes, definitely a lot of progress there. And it's been a good thing in my head anyway. So we'll see. <laughs> but um, let's see here. What other goals I had? I had more time on archery and guns. And this was a hit and a miss, I guess. Um I feel completely on the end of going by myself on a regular basis. I definitely did not do that. Uh, but what I did do, um, I did go to the lady shoots uh, at Range 519 with Wanda, who I never met before. So, like, even though we had arrangements and I was with someone, it was still out of my comfort zone and not relying on Josh being with me. 
and I also did go to a big, uh, our big uh, cross country shoot by myself as well because Josh ended up um, working. You were on call that weekend, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So. Um, was that the weekend that Mike, Mike and uh, Sarah came? That's right. That was that was that very same weekend. So. Um, with that, that was definitely out of my comfort zone. Yeah, I know the guys that are there, but, you know, actually going and shooting or volunteering my time, I don't talk to them the same that Josh talks to them. So I kind of had to put myself out there and it was a little awkward, but, um, I was, it was good to push myself out of that bubble. So, uh, I definitely spend a lot less time at the range. Now I will say COVID probably had a huge factor in that because how didn't we go through two lockdowns for 2020 uh, yeah i think i think two two big ones at least two big ones at i think least. mike said it was like 387 or something Isn't that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah, something like it feels like it doesn't it so yeah i mean um but when i did go it was more purposeful like to say okay uh i'm gonna go uh practice for the uh, maple seed project maple seed or uh no i wanted to bullseye so i was a little more um direct in what it is that i wanted to do so um i did make some attempts to work in going with the children or squeezing multiple events in the same day um and i will say that moving in together has been a challenge because we're trying to balance our schedules and I watched the kids on a few occasions to allow Josh to be the yes man. So there was quite a a couple of the first pistol matches that he went to. We had all four kids. And so he, you know, we discussed and I said, go like you do your thing. Whereas if we had no kids, I would have already been there with him. Like it, it, then we both would have enjoyed it, but I am willing to make those sacrifices and we, it helps to keep that balance. we got to work on our balance. So um, well, you're welcome. So uh, what's a, what's a, what's a, be a yes man. Well, that, that was Josh's uh, uh, goals and he'll get, go through that a little bit later. So um, that was one of his big resolutions. So oh, I okay. was, really wanted to focus on him being a yes man as a partner because I felt like that was something that was really important for us to thrive as a couple. So I needed him to be able to go and do the things that he's wanting to do for a long time while we balance having this blended family. So, um, yeah, it's important that you both do. Yeah, exactly. So, um, then my last big, uh, goal was to complete my licenses, more licensing for my work. And this was extremely difficult. This is where COVID really hit our office uh, between other staff members being off or co-relating companies having delays due to COVID. My abilities to actually focus on studying took a huge backseat. But I did put a couple things in place uh, to get this goal going. So number one, I signed up uh for, or I signed up for the course in November. Uh, so I kind of at least say, hey, now I've paid the, the bill here. So this is serious. So 
Number two, I did have the office hire another staff member, and hopefully this will help when my role does transition, uh, not to mention help with the backlog that's happening that I'm pulling my hair out trying to manage. So uh, number three, I'm taking more initiative, bringing more work home or calling clients from home. Uh, lots of jobs, I'll make a note of this, do, aren't a requirement of this. Usually, like, you, you're paid to, you work while you're at work, and you go home, and that's it. But in this uh, industry I'm in, most advisors have to accommodate the client. So that means you got to balance yourself out and have a flexible schedule and be prepared for the next day because it will require a role of a business owner in the future, and business owners don't rest. It's just the way it is. So I'm learning to be more adaptable and learn how to work in my different environments. So... I thought that, you know, that was a good start, but yeah. again, another ongoing goal. So, yeah. Well, right. here's, I will say this also. I wonder how many people actually make their New Year's resolution this public and how many people actually complete their New Year's resolution. I'm wondering this now just because I'm thinking about my New Year's resolution, too, and I didn't do a fantastic job either. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's why a lot of a lot of people say they're crap and they don't mean anything. But I mean, it's good to think about yourself and what can you do better and give it a yeah. give it an effort, right? Exactly, right? Because if you don't try, then then you'll never get yeah. better. Yeah. And I, so how and about I think you talking about it? Talking about it helps because it keeps you somewhat maybe accountable, right? And yeah. Now we're reviewing. <laughs> how did you exactly? Do? <laughs> I know. How how when was the last time someone asked you how are you how did you do on your New Year's resolutions last yeah. year? Right? Like usually you only hear about this for the first three months, and then someone forgets about it. So yeah, agreed. We're giving, me a, we're giving each other grades on our life for the last year. Yeah. <laughs> how did you adult this year? How did you adult this year, Josh? <laughs> well, I, uh, I be a yes man was the first thing on the list, and Thomas asked about that. I, I don't remember if Thomas was on the last last year's show, but um, just basically not letting my uh, not letting any fear or any kind of inhibitions take over when someone asks me to do something. Just say, yeah, well, sure, let's go do that. Let's try that. Just to kind of go with the flow and and participate. And I think I was. I think I was pretty good at that for the most part this year. So, yeah. Any major um, things that someone asked you to go skydiving with them or something like that that you had to I say yes to? I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's probably my limit because I am terrified of heights, so that okay. is not going to happen. <laughs> but uh, I can't think of anything big, though, that, that was not, proposed or, to me that I said no to. But Or maybe something that like you wouldn't normally do that you did that you tried something new this year. Yeah, nothing really popped up. No? No. I, you know, other than than what we're going to talk about here with just shooting related, but with shooting nothing, stuff, yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing outside of that realm. I don't think, except well, I guess, I guess the big one though. I'm kind of overlooking it. I guess I got I started a new job this year. Yeah. So that was that was huge for me. Yeah. I mean, I was I was 15 years at my old job, so yeah. that was a really big change. And someone from someone from my company that I was with uh, went over to this company, and he started talking to me and. Um, got me to jump over. So I guess that was, that was being a yes man for sure. It took a big leap there. So yeah, that, that is a huge leap. Leave somewhere that you've been for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I haven't looked back. I'm really happy where I am. So that was, that was a good thing. So, That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next on the list, uh, first IDPA match. So that's a yes. Um, well, I guess it's IDPA ish. 
so they weren't <laughs> official matches. Do the golf matches count? Are you giving me that credit? <laughs> I'll give you an A minus. How about that? Okay. All right. Yeah. I would have taken a B too. So you, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> um, so I went. I think I went about five times to those. So that was good. Um, so I'll take that. Uh, complete a maple seed. Uh, I did. Uh, man, and I completed a maple seed, but sadly no patch. So what could I have done better? I should have practiced more. Um, the next one, I think, you know, if I do, do I want to do it again. Um, it'll, I, I think I'll try to get one at a better time of year. I don't want to do it again in the middle of summer because I know I, I don't want to make it sound like a cop out or that I'm trying to make up excuses, but I think that really affected me. I think I truly think that if I could have done it in the spring or fall, I would have got my patch because I think I could shoot a lot better than I did. I was just exhausted and hot and sweaty and tired and it's just it was a bad combo yeah so, it was a real hot okay. day too when you yeah. got shot with and i know that's that's part of it i understand that's part of it but i just i'm blaming and, conditions and my my well, i guess that goes along with my physical conditioning too because i wasn't able to hack it but it was pretty brutal so yeah i don't know well, that's that's good that you got out there and did it, it did, right yeah and it sounds it, like you learned a lot I did. Yeah. I, I learned and I enjoyed it, so I don't regret it one one bit at all. I'm just, I really had it in my head that I wanted to get that. I felt a little bit like a failure for not doing it, but I shouldn't think that way because, I, like you say, I you go with a teachable attitude. It's not for the competition. It's for the lesson, and that was the good part about it, and I took away from it. So, <laughs> well, Yeah. If you want to know Hard, my set. Yeah. 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 Sorry, continue on. No, no, that's it. If you want to know my what? Oh, nothing. Go on. No, I, okay. I, I would go. I was, I was about to go off on a tangent, and I'm keeping myself on track here. Okay, no problem. <laughs> uh, another one was try trap, and I didn't even do that once. Um, I really wanted to shoot some plays this year, and I didn't do it. Uh, I probably could have if I had tried a little bit harder, but I didn't have the opportunities really presented to me. I would have had to pry at it. Um, but I, I kind of blame my my busy summer and COVID. Of course, people weren't as uh, weren't as uh, apt to invite you along because people weren't allowing guests or they just didn't want to. And it just, it was kind of a struggle that way. But, but luckily um, there's a group in Clinton, uh, the Clinton fishing game, I think it's called. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, they've been putting on uh, Sunday matches, uh, five stand matches. So hopefully I can get into that. I actually know a guy that goes to that and I've kind of chatted with him a bit about it. They're very open to new shooters. So I want to, uh, I want to try one of those. There's actually one tomorrow, oh, Amanda. Yeah. Yes. I saw that. <laughs> but, uh, Five stand, but it's a lot of fun. Is it? So I was trying yeah. to look up the differences. I kind of went on YouTube a bit. It's kind of, I guess they're just coming from different angles at you. And that's really. Yeah, it's. it's Every angle, like rabbits, it, birds, so just coming away, coming at yeah. you. It's, it's very challenging. Yeah. On the ground, yeah. up in the air, like they're. Like you know, they just pop straight up and straight back down. Like there, there's tons of different presentations. It is, yep. it's very fun because it's almost like a. To me, it's almost like going to a carnival, and you can pick all the different kind of games instead of going to like just trap or skeet, where like the presentation is the same every time. And it's right. like it's more about like who can execute the absolute best. To me, I go to that, and I see that as more like who has the best all around skill, who can do all these different types of things. True. True. So. so do- do they tell you? Do they warn you what's coming up next, or you just got to look all around and wait for it to to show up? I believe they always tell you. I don't know. Maybe Thomas. I've only okay. shot it once, and the guy knew that. Like Sarah and I did it together, and we told the guy, "Hey, we've never done this before," so he was very nice to us about it. But I don't know if that sure. was just because we were new. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was my experience too. I only had done it once before too, and I, he might have been nice to me also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Josh, but I don't I think they tell you. I think when you go through the ideas for is your reaction time. See how fast you react to the different shots sure. that are coming at you. So, uh, so I have a question for you, Josh. Would yeah. you like to go shoot some trap? I would love to. Excellent. Come on up. I'll take you shoot trap. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Well, you said you, your, your excuse is that you didn't have anyone invite you. Well, I've just invited you. Well, there you go. That helps. I guess <laughs> at the range or on your property, Mike? Uh, I mean, we could do both. I was thinking at the range because it's a little bit nicer of a setup there. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I have done that quite a bit. Well, I've, I've done that not quite a bit, but I have done that at Jeff's set on his field too, but it's so much different on a real trap field, right? I want to do yeah. – I want to actually do it properly, like I'm supposed to, right? So yeah, with the guy with the remote button and everything, yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you come up here. I can contact our trap guy, and I'm sure he'll come out in a heartbeat. He 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 won't even care. He'll just be like, "Hey, you want to go shoot trap? Yeah, sure, I'll show up." He doesn't care if you're new awesome. or not. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, and and along with that, sporting clays. I want to try that too. Um, but I hear Clinton uh, runs that as well. So hopefully, I can maybe get in with those guys and play around up there but yeah so to be good uh learn new skills was another one uh like my ham radio course or the land navigation course so that's a yes and a no um i did the ham class but i never wrote the exam so oh. i kind of hate myself i kind of hate myself for that i still really want you can, to you can still write it can you though oh yeah 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 i can and i still really want to do it but it's it's freaking hard and boring to get through <laughs> so i kind of like i'm still interested in having the radio and using it but I'm not interested in how it works, and it it was really hard yeah. to get all the those logis- parts of it. All the logistics yeah. of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I just kind of struggled with that. I made it through the class fine. It was it was kind of a struggle to get through it, but I made it through, and I just I just didn't get to the point where I felt confident enough to contact the examiner and actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found some stuff online that's good study material, and I still get emails from the ham- from the class instructor that you can go back and sit in for free on other classes that are going on. So I oh. might pop into some of those and, and see. Yeah, if you've taken it once, he'll let you into the class if there's room just to that, watch that, the other ones. That's a nice, that's a nice little uh, thing to be able to do. So you can do yeah, refreshers, yeah. and if you miss something, or you just, like you said, in your situation where you took it, I don't know, what, six months ago, and maybe you kind of forgot yeah. some stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you now, know, I really want to do it. I'm going to do it, but I just couldn't. Fit it in this so, so what was your plan when you got your license? Were you going to get a, a, a ham station or a mobile rig? Or Yeah, I, I think I just want to start with a handheld, like just a two-meter handheld kind of thing, and just play around with that and maybe one day get a base station. I don't know. It was just something I just felt like I wanted to have, just something to do, check off the bucket list, right? Yeah. Uh, the land nav course I did take, and that was fun. Uh, it was really a fun. It was two days and uh, a bunch of fun guys and it was good so i would definitely yeah. recommend that to anybody who's thinking about it so that's the right so you feel like you can navigate course. better you drop me off right. in the woods mike and i'll show up wherever you want me to you'll show up okay well i'll, yeah. I'll give you i'll give you a location <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> i think that should be a mandatory class in, in high school i think everybody should take that class just like yeah. basic parenting too yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was good. Um, another one was uh, spend more time with the girls fishing. We didn't really do near as much as I wanted to, so I feel kind of bad about that one. We went a few times. Um, 
we have a, we had a boat this year and I really wanted to use that more, but uh, just a busy schedule and we had some uh, mechanical issues with the boat too, so we didn't use it as much as we thought we would and just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, complete my first hunt. Yes, I did. I got a turkey. Um, yeah. Wish I could have done two, but I was happy that I at least did the one. And yeah, uh, yeah uh, it was the shortest bu- turkey hunt in Canadian history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long were you set up for that bird walked in? Uh, let's see. I probably got there. Probably sat in the blind around five five thirty somewhere. And then uh, it was about 20 to, when did it end? 7 o'clock was the cutoff, yeah. I think. So it was like 20 to 7 when I got the bird. <laughs> so hour, hour and a bit. <laughs> First but, time uh, out, too. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. So that That's was awesome. Off. Yeah. yeah. And uh, next thing was better budgeting for hobbies. Uh, I think we did great at that this year, to be honest. It could have been better, though. <laughs> still the eggs. I, yeah, I can't we were, see Amanda, but I imagine her eyes have just rolled to the back of her head. Just. I, I guess, I, I guess get... I'm saying that because it's better than I've ever done before, right? Because I actually did adhere to the budget, right? And I think, well, the reason we didn't have the money for the membership at the end of the year was because Amanda bought that shotgun. So I'm going to throw it right oh, back Oh, Amanda <laughs> bought that shotgun. Did you not just pick up two handguns from the mail? Yeah, but that's after, so don't worry. Oh, okay. Uh, um so well our membership uh resets in uh october so that was in october but now but now we're up and healthy again so you know we got it back to where where it should be sitting um so yeah but i but i guess my point to that is that i never really had a hobby budget before and when we actually had one and we we tried really hard to stay within that budget so we did we did i think we did really well except for the uh the membership fees that we wanted to come out of it but that is well. good that's really good for you guys because like uh, budgeting can be hard especially for a hobby where you get excited and passionate about it. it's so hard not to just go and buy stuff and now that, and, and us both doing the same thing right like we're yeah. both after it <laughs> so i have a hobby budget and i don't know if i've ever like kept it inside the hobby budget <laughs> yeah but it's also like multiple hobbies right so like with our camping with that yeah. Part of where our um, like pop-up tent trailer came from, and um, mm-hmm. camping in general, or knives boat, would be boat repairs. <laughs> boat repair, yeah, the boat too. That was a big one this year too, because basically uh, both of the batteries needed to be replaced, and we had to replace the uh, alternator belt as well. And I mean, not all is super expensive things, but also when we. But hold on, hold on. You got the boat for free though, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you just needed two batteries and a belt. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but I mean, it's a win-win because the batteries aren't going to last a couple years anyway. Yeah, Yeah. and we also uh, wet docked it this year, and and the whole idea of that was because it is shared with my my sister, uh, that she could go wherever and we could go whenever. And it would be, we could just bounce back, you know, any one of us could go because Ash doesn't have a trailer hitch. So mm. we thought that, but I will say, um, we, it was a lot of money. It wasn't it $500 to dock it. Something like that. Plus we had yeah. to get the fees for the conservation area. Yeah. Yes. Which we actually took full advantage of. And I will do that again in a heartbeat. 
Will I dock it again? I don't know. We'll we'll have mm. to see. But I mean, uh, and that was something that was kind of unexpected. Like my dad mentioned it to us. I think it was like in April, March or April, and I wasn't expecting him to give it up. But uh, he was just like, "It's yours if you guys want it." And you know, if you don't, that's fine. I'll sell it. And I'm like, "Oh no, I think I think we'll we'll hang on to that. It's free boat." But I mean, a lot of hiccups. Just trying to to learn about it, right? And what what works best for us. And it doesn't help that we're sharing uh, with my sister. But yeah, you know, it it is what it is. It, and I will say, when we went camping, it was really fun. I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't trade that up. But it was an experience to say the least. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's great. Like you yeah. said, those were unexpected things that you probably at the beginning of the year weren't budgeting for. So yeah, it's great that you made it through and you kept it in budget. Yeah. What about you, Mike? What uh, what uh, resolutions did you have for yourself last year? Well, last year I did say get my fitness and health in order. Now I did get my weight under control. So through I'll say pretty much all dieting and a little bit of exercise. Um, I am lighter than I have been in years. Um, I actually don't know when the last time I was this light. It's been quite a while. Um, however, my health isn't necessarily better, right? Um, the gym never reopened, and with the limits I have for working out at home, I just I, I couldn't keep it up. I just I, I had too much trouble finding the time, finding the energy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, really this year, it's just about trying to find some time to be physically active, you know, a little bit more than I usually am. So the rucking really did help out, um, because like I, I, I went full in on the rucking. I went all in and then I think what happened at the shooting season started picking up. So that started taking up my time. And then once the, uh, the, whatever the big ruck day came, it kind of just became well, like after what it was like beginning of August, end of July. And yeah. I think at that point in time, it was, it kind of became, well, like, man, like I could go shooting or I could go rocking. And it's like, well, I'd rather go shooting. So now that I'm not working toward the goal anymore, it kind of became, well, why, why bother rocking anymore? And it kind of just dropped right off, which was too bad because I did actually enjoy it. I did enjoy just getting to spend you know, two hours or whatever, just walking around and uh, no, not think, really in the woods, a, but walking I'm... around out in the outdoors by myself, you know, not getting yeah. hassled by anyone or life or anything and not having to see anyone. So I no, do I miss Amanda it. And I are exactly the same, same mindset as you on that for sure. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It's just, it's just like a lot of things, right? It's just hard to time, hard to find <laughs> the time to fit it in somewhere. So, Yep. Uh, another goal I had was to achieve the minimum rank of master in I-Corps and optimistically GM. And I even remember last year, Josh laughing at that being like, yeah, for Mike, yeah, whatever, master, no big deal. But uh, I uh, I did not make it. I did not get either of those. Um, with the spring lockdown, I took a big downturn in my training, both at home and at the range. And frankly, mentally, um, it just it beat me up pretty bad the, the the one lockdown so i lost a lot of practice i did not i did not practice nearly as much as i should have 
and like both live fire, dry fire, everything kind of just you know dried up a lot worse than I thought it would. So I just I didn't I didn't practice enough to earn the rank, right? And it's just as simple as that. I just didn't earn it. Um, yeah, which was unfortunate. Um, Lunch so bag went up, let down, right? <laughs> so. To me. Lunch bag let down. Yeah, but I mean, like, like I got the results I, I earned, right? Which is something that Sarah and I o- are always saying to each other. You get the results you earn. You earn. So, I, I mean, you know, that it is what it is, right? And I have no one to blame yeah. but myself. But that that was just life. I just I got beat down by that and couldn't get up. Don't blame um, you. Yeah. Yeah, but don't blame uh, yourself. Like a lot of a lot of the situation was not under your control. So. I know. And I started out strong, too. I started out so strong after, I think, whatever it was, the, the winter lockdown, when that lifted up, I went full on in hard. Cause I was like, this is the year that everything is going to be fine. Like, everything's going to go back to normal. I'm going to match it all year long. I'm going to get all this training in. I'm going to get all this practice in. And then I remember we just went into lockdown. And I, I genuinely think I dry fired once in that lockdown and that whatever we want to call it, the spring lockdown bring summer yeah. lockdown i i think i dry fired once in that entire time because i was just i couldn't bring myself to do it like i just couldn't so yeah but i did get a classification in ipstick which is one that i am happy that i did get to check off my uh my my to-do list um it is nice because it i wanted to do it so that i could appropriately plan you know my training my expectations for future ipstick matches um but I don't think that the classifier really represents how good of a revolver shooter I am. Um, it's just the <laughs> style of classifications, like the style of the way that they do their shoot, like, you know, stand and deliver. And, and Ipsic is, and I still don't really understand it, your ranking is dependent on other people's ranking. So I don't know if that helped me or hindered me in my ranking like i i am just so confused by that so i'm happy that i have a ranking so i can say i'm something but to be honest i'm putting no weight into it at all and i'm not like oh i want to get to master an ipsic to me it, i just like nope i can i know that i'm a good shooter and, and i know i can shoot really well revolver and ipsic and i know there's not a lot of competition but i know the good shooters i can compete with them so like I don't think that it accurately represents my skills, so I'm just really not going to put a lot of weight on it pretty much anymore. Um, I did have on my to-do list to keep reading more books. So uh, towards the end of last year, I started reading a lot more books, but my work situation changed at the beginning of last year, pretty much right as I made this resolution, and my opportunities to read kind of dried up. I could have found more time to do some reading, but it just wasn't on my priority list. And to be honest, I forgot about this one. <laughs> I just didn't read. And I just kind of was like, meh, I don't read. I don't normally read, right? It was something that I had just like really started picking back up at the end of 2020, I guess. So like it wasn't really on my brain enough. So maybe things will change again. I don't know. I would like to get back into reading. I actually have a stack of half a dozen, a dozen books now that I want to read. So it's just a matter of finding the time and finding the motivation. So hopefully that'll come. Uh, And then I believe my last one from last year was to complete my bullet feeder project and connect up all my sensors. So my press would be like one step short of automation. Um, My bullet feeder is operational. Um, It needs some more adjustment. 
However, with the reduced amount of shooting I've done in the last year, which translates to the reduced amount of reloading, I just haven't I haven't done enough reloading to play with it just to get it dialed in just perfectly. But to be honest, I have all the sensors in. I have everything running. It is working. I have used it, so I am happy with that. I am I'm I'm calling that one a win. I have also decided. I have made this mental decision that I am no longer going to try and keep putting in effort into trying to automate my current press, my 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 Hornady uh, lock and load press. It is a fantastic press. I am more than happy with it. It is just not worth it to spend the time and energy to automate it versus buying something else. And I know I mentioned it. I don't know when, when they mentioned it a long time ago. Frankfurt Arsenal had released a new uh uh, progressive press, and I can't remember. It has eight or eight stages or ten stages or whatever they have, you know, comparable to a Dylan 1050, but at a fraction of the price. So I think if I'm really, if I want to put my time, effort, and money toward automating anything, the first thing I'm going to do is probably buy a new press, something a little bit bigger, something that has more stations, because when I put my bullet feeder in, something had to go. And unfortunately, the thing that had to go with my powder check, because the only, I'm going to air quote this, optional thing. I have been very good. I have been very lucky for quite a long time that I have not had any squibs or overpowered or anything that concerned me. So I'm uh, I'm just going back to taking the gamble that everything is good. Um, I mean, yeah, just keep up good practices, and hopefully that'll uh, carry me through. But, yeah, that's why if if I'm going to put any time and effort into it now, I'm going to put it into buying a new press and working on that. So, that's a good idea. And then you're, you're going <laughs> to sell me your old one when I come up to shoot trap. I'll come pick it up. If, if I buy a Frankfurt Arsenal one, I probably – I wouldn't be surprised if I do sell my Hornady one. I mean, you'll keep I'm it also, and have it set up for rifle calibers. Who are you kidding? I know, I know that would be <laughs> so nice. I could just have another press, or I could have it like permanent up for like nine millimeter or something. Like something that I shoot often enough that it's worth a progressive press, but maybe not not worth it if it costs. I don't know. I just know when you talk to Dylan people, they'll talk about like changing heads and stuff like that, and they talk about how expensive it is to change calibers. I don't know. If it's the same way with the Frankfurt Arsenal, yeah, maybe I'll set up the Hornady as my 9 mil press and the Frankfurt Arsenal will just be for, like, the revolver rounds or something. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, Josh. We'll see. We'll see what I have for sale when you come up. <laughs> so is this is this in the budget? Did you work this into your hobby budget? No, I did not work this into my hobby <laughs> budget. And to be honest, so here's the thing. I, like, so in the middle, like, I'll say – We'll just say in the summer at some point in time, I was getting ready to work this into the budget. Like, all right, I know I'm not getting it this year, but, like, let's make it so that we can make this a reality in the next year or two. And to be honest, just the way the last few months have gone. Now, I know the last few months have been winter season, but, like, just the way that the way that this shooting season came out, I just I wasn't happy. Um whether it's because of my performance or just because of COVID shutting things down or. Um, you know, I a couple like a few of the top shooters have left revolver division and Ipsic, so I mean, I feel like the competition is not dried up, but it's it's starting to dry up, which concerns me a little bit. You know, how much time and effort do I want to invest into a division that there's no real competition in? So when that kind of happened, I kind of thought, well, do I really want to invest all this money into you know a supporting role for a dying hobby? So 
So I'm kind of just sitting on that, putting it on the back burner for now. It's definitely not out of the possibilities, but we'll see. We'll see how uh, you know I'm, how anxious I am to get that thing after this year's reloading. But anyway, so that's about it. So we can move on to what are our New Year's resolutions for 2022. Thomas, how about you? We'll start with you again. I got a couple things. I'm I've been trying to get my eyes fixed. The government has measurements, and if you don't fall under these measurements, you don't get it done unless you want to pay eight thousand dollars cash up front. So last oh. time I went tested, I was just just under. So I've got my test with my optometrist next month, and I think my I will qualify now. So I'll be looking forward to getting my vision fixed so I can see the front sight because it's been so frustrating not being able to shoot. Like I can use the red dots, but with the trifocals, it's a pain in the butt because say five or six years ago from when I started to change, I would have no problem seeing the target at 23 yards, maintaining my sight picture and getting 90% of my shots in the black. Nowadays, I've got trifocals. I've got this little narrow window. So I'm bopping my head up and down like a yo-yo trying to find my front sight. And I can't see the target at 20 yards. I get to bring it up to 10 yards to see the target. So it's kind of frustrating. The other thing, um, I'd like to get a boat. I've always wanted a canoe or a car. I've never had one. Okay, when you say I want to get a boat, I just imagine George, right? And it's George and his free uh, sailboat. Free sailboat? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Josh and Amanda got a free co- boat, so maybe a, you know, you're, it's, it's a new shooter Canada thing. Your time yeah. is coming, you, you know? If, if you it's it's me, my turn. Left, it's my right? turn. But like like Amanda's sister, I don't have a trailer hitch because my vehicle is not designed for towing. I've got a converted wheelchair van, so you can't tow anything with it. But it's huge inside. I could put a canoe right in the center. So. <laughs> or if you have a roof rack too, you just throw it up top. Or actually, this one didn't come with roof racks. Oh really? Hmm. But I'm only. I'm very close to the Bonneville River, actually several creeks, but out here south of the CN tracks, almost everything is open year-round once you're in Lake Ontario. So I can go down any time of year almost and catch bass or whatever. So Yeah. You do live... That's what I like to do. I liked, I, I've always talked about it, but I've never ha- never actually gotten one. So I think I'll just get like a kayak, mm-hmm. just get all the gear I can just take off. My, my friend Russell has one of those inflatable ones, and uh, he was using it. He comes up to the cottage with us all the time, and yeah. he was... You cut, you know, travel around rice. It's a little, it's no good in the rough weather, but yeah. But you're not necessarily going to fight rapids. You're more going for like a Sunday afternoon. I'm gonna go paddle out and throw a line in the water for an hour exactly. or two, and then paddle home. Yeah. That's I'm just gonna go out. You'll probably see me for the dock from the dock. I might go around the island, just just like having a canoe and just take my time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're but out there to but, relax. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Yeah. I think my eyes fixed and maybe fun to get a canoe after or a little kayak after all these years. When you get your eyes fixed, do you know do like is the standard that they bring you back to 2020 or? It's funny. Um, they Doctor Lane, I believe is his name. Um, and there's three separate procedures. So the first procedure um, is paid for by the Ontario government. You will still need glasses afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, and that's done with um, it's done with a scalpel and a, an inferior, according to him, an inferior quality, quality lens. Then the next stage up, I think it costs you four thousand dollars, and you get a better quality lens. And then the next stage, it was I think 
4000 per eye, so $8,000. And instead of using a scalpel, he uses a laser to do the cut. So that's what the charge is. A better lens, instead of using a knife, he's using a laser beam. Okay. From zero to like eight grand. So Yeah. Wow. So most people you... I know that had it done, say like 10, 15 years ago, their vision's definitely improved, but they still have to wear glasses. Yeah. Sometimes for reading. He said, yeah, the first one, I'll need glasses. The second, the middle one, I'll only need glasses for reading. And I don't need glasses for reading right now, so that would kind of take me off. I have to wear glasses to read. And then the third one, I won't need glasses for anything. Yeah. It's a a pricey thing, but my dad had the middle one done. I don't think it was that much. I can't see him spending that much. He's pretty frugal that way. Uh, It all all depends on the doctor, right? Yeah, yeah, it could be location too. And I mean, it was probably five years ago that he had it done, so pricing would obviously be different. But he doesn't regret it at all because he was getting to the point where he could not he was almost blind, I think, from all the cataracts from oh, wow. in at least in his one eye. So, um, yeah, he got the one lens in so that he could be able to put on reading glasses if he needed to. And yes, that's ex- he just gets the cheapy mm-hmm. magnifying glasses now for reading at uh, the pharmacy there, and that's all he needs. So mm-hmm. it was he was very pleased with it. So I think. That would be a really good thing for you to do, Thomas, if you can. So Definitely give me – and, you know, I've never – I haven't – I've worn glasses since I was probably grade three. Yeah. Grade two, grade three. So I've never – the only time I've actually not had glasses, I did try contacts a couple of years ago, and it was really strange having contacts for a while. Mm-hmm. It was great. <laughs> I could yeah. go in the rain and not get all those little dots in my glasses. <laughs> yeah. or have but they didn't work with my vision, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, for me, my uh, my goals. I don't have a lot of them this year, um, but one of them is to uh, be happy with the results I get. I know I kind of already discussed this a little bit, but you know, it's just a realization that I just don't have the home time to do the level of training that I used to do, and I have to accept the results that I earn, right? And you know, sometimes I get a little upset with myself because I, I am a competitive person and I expect to be able to compete at a certain level. And I have to accept that, you know, with less training comes, you know, less results, right? It's only natural that that's going to happen. But uh, it's it's also one of those things that just, I'm a very competitive person. So I have a hard time separating winning with having fun sometimes <laughs> so like that's something that i need to work on and that's part of you know accepting that like hey like you're not going to do great just go and have fun and i've actually gotten better at this in the last while but that has mostly been in specific circumstances like if i randomly break out the q5 and i take it to a match and i don't do great or you know i take my tiny little what's that the the p I can't remember my my tiny little sig single like a uh, single stack um, gun. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what what model it is now, and I can't remember. It's slipping my mind. But 22? I mean, my t- no, it's a nine millimeter, um, two thirty nine. I want to say, but I want I don't oh, know if that's right. I don't but know it, what it's, you're talking about. <laughs> it's it's a, 
It's a small little like concealed carry, you know, kind of size gun with like a it has a it has a threaded barrel. That's the only reason why the barrel is long enough to be legal. Um, but you know, I break out one of those guns and I take it to a match, and I can I can essentially suck and have fun because I went there to shoot a different gun to have fun. But sometimes when I show up with my revolver, I have a hard time just going to have fun. Right. Because I almost feel like I'm there for business almost and I need to do compete at a certain level and being able to have fun and just be happy with my results based on how much effort I put into it is something that I need to work on more this year. Um, and to go hand in hand with this is uh, one of my goals is to shoot less. And I know that sounds like a really weird thing to say from a competitive shooter <laughs> and on a shooting podcast. However, with the way that this last year's shooting has gone and with things that have just been changing in my life, I tried to cram all the matches that I would usually shoot in half the time with, you know, a much busier home life. And I just got burnt out way too much to the point that, like, I wasn't necessarily enjoying shooting anymore. And that was something that, like, I don't I don't want to get to that point again. So that's why I'm saying I'm backing off a little bit. Um like yeah with matches taking more like you know an entire weekend to run a match like it is it is harder and it does put more stress on me it puts more stress on everyone at home it puts more stress on the weekdays because i need to make up for my weekends on the weekdays so i'm hoping that by just shooting less or you could say being more selective about the matches i do go to right um, hopefully that will help reduce the stress level and hopefully increase the enjoyment at the same time. Um, yeah, and then my last one is just get more physically fit, right? I've lost the weight. Now it's time to start packing on the muscle. You know, I'm not looking to enter into, you know, I'm not looking to, uh, you know, challenge, uh, oh, what's his name? Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, uh, in a bodybuilding contest but you know i just you know i just want to be in better shape right i don't want to look at something and go oh can i lift that you know i want to have that you know i want to have that you know young 20 year old michael confidence of like yeah i can lift that like oh you need to change the tire here let me just lift up the corner of the car you know what i mean i want to have that confidence <laughs> that i that i can do stuff without being like without my first thought being oh hold on a second i gotta go get my birkenstocks because my feet are starting to hurt and oh <laughs> hold on i i gotta i gotta lay down on the back for a little bit because i can feel my back starting to seize up and if i don't do it now i'll be shot for the rest of the week you know i i just don't want to be in that case anymore Stop making right? fun of me, Mike. hey <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of myself. If you relate with, with me, that's uh, that's your own problem. <laughs> I'm going to be 40 in February. Ooh, that is oh, rough. I wish yeah. I was 40. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so yeah, just, just getting into that general better physical shape, right? I just want to – I don't want to feel like dead weight. So, yeah. That's fair. So, I, I allow yourself to get too worked up on that because no matter what, aging has a process. It's good to be healthier, but yeah. you're going to need to take breaks regardless because age is not going to reverse on you. So yeah. you, you got to take the time. And that's something that I've learned a lot about myself is that I, I know when to listen to my body and when to stop. Yeah. And that, that, and I mean, I go for it. 
be healthier, do build up your muscle, but it's okay to, it's just the same as you have, you have learned now what your limits are with your, your shooting and the competitions. You'll have to listen to your body just that much more. Yeah. So it, it kind of goes problem, hand in hand. The problem is though, your body tells you the next day or two days later. Yeah. <laughs> You're fine at the time. And but, then you pay for it later. Here, yeah, I guess so. Sometimes I agree with you, Josh, though, but there are definitely some times where, like, I'll be working outside and I'll even say to myself, oh, my back's starting to hurt. I should take a break or I should do something. And I'll be like, you know what? If I just push through this, I can finish this job in another hour. And the next thing you know, it's four hours later and I'm still out there, you know, raking gravel because, you know, that's easy on the back and arms. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just that's my style. Like, you know, I'm not not a good style, but it's just it's just how I I tend to roll. So, yeah, yeah. hopefully some, I'll, crazy, uh, some crazy people I know actually walked like 25 kilometers or 30 pounds on their back this summer. So yeah. <laughs> that's just, the same idea. <laughs> Honestly, that I I think I don't think I even hurt myself as bad doing that as I have hurt myself just doing stuff like around the yard, just yard when, work and yeah. just yard work and especially yard work where I can be like, hmm, I remember when I stopped for lunch thinking I need to break and I well, didn't stop, you know. You have a you have a tractor now, so you have mechanical advantage. I do have a mechanical advantage, right? Yeah. I would say digging holes is for chumps, but I mean the tractor. I don't have a backhoe on it, so it's not real. I shouldn't say that yet because I'm gonna have to dig holes. But <laughs> <laughs> tilling dirt by hand is now a chump's job. Yeah. Plowing the snow when we eventually get some, that will be a chump's job. But so maybe instead of a reloading press, you need to buy tractor accessories. Oh my gosh! You know how expensive tractor accessories are. That has like <laughs> it. It. Oh my. I, I watch like uh, YouTube videos on tractor stuff and like I see all this cool stuff. I'm like, yeah, I could use that. I could use this. I should get that. And I like look up how much they are and it's like, oh, it's like $10,000 for this attachment. And it's like, oh, this was for an attachment that I was going to use once or twice. No, I'm not paying $10,000 for that. Yeah, yeah. You almost have yeah. to rent yourself out on the weekends to cover the cost. Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty much the only way you do it. But now you now you're running a business. Now you need a trailer. You need a pickup <laughs> truck, like it, all fun. just so that I can justify <laughs> buying that one ten thousand dollar item, so I don't have no, to no, dig no, a no. hole, right? Yeah, it's for your back. It's for your health. Yeah, oh, yeah. totally for his health. Those are great goals, there, Mike. I like that. So, yep. Uh, what about you, Josh? Well, somewhat the opposite of Mike. I want to shoot more. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I think I think I shot. It's kind of echoing what Amanda said. I think I shot way less this year uh, than any other since I started shooting, really. And but when I did, you know, I agree what Amanda said, and it, it's just uh, it was a different type of shooting. It wasn't just going and plinking at paper. It was uh, you know it was getting out with for competition or instruction. So I think all in all, that what I did cram in was more valuable than just, you know, I don't want to say wasting my time at the range, just shooting paper, because that's fun and that, that can be valuable, but um, just definitely more focused uh, type of shooting, which was good. It's a good trade-off, but I need to, I do need to spend more time, you know, just getting out there and running through drills and get the fundamentals down a little more and just practice, so. You do learn to other, enjoy the practice. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that'd be good. Yeah. And as far as my, my New Year's resolution goals, uh, the majority of it's just kind of taking what I did last year and, and just building on that and doing it better, I think. Because I, I did try a lot and do a lot, but I want to do it again and, and do it better, I think. So um, dry fire, that's something that I wanted to do. And I 
I, I got to get on a routine that I can live with. I mean, I, I just, I think I want to do all these things and then I try to do them and I, I got to like pick a, pick a time and how much time and something that I can really realistically work with. And that's going to be maybe, maybe the structure, the, the problem there is just getting that figured out and then I can, uh, I can commit to it. And I, with this, uh, package of guns that we got, we got this thing called an eye target and it's really cool. It's, it's a little, uh, a little laser bullet that you can put in the chamber of your nine millimeter and uh, it's got a little target that you set up in a stand with your phone or an iPad in a, with a camera on. And it'll pick up when the, the hammer of the gun strikes the bullet. It'll shoot the laser at the target, and then it'll pick up where you're hitting. Mm-hmm. So that might be something that kind of makes me dry fire because it'll be kind of fun. So maybe yeah. I can make that work. So Visual aid, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. something gimmicky to get me to do it. Yeah, and I- <laughs> I think I have a friend who had that. I think you can use any target you want with it. You don't have to use the specific eye target one. Oh, sure, maybe. But it's just it's a yeah. little cutout and it all fits in a oh. little stand and it's just you know. Yeah, it works. I was just thinking if you had like an IDPA target or something like that that you if you want to dry fire on that instead, it would still work. Oh, okay. Oh okay. awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, that's one thing. Just get into some kind of dry fire routine that I can stick to. Uh yeah. We want to do another maple seed uh, actually get my patch this time but uh, they are kind of few and far between so we'll see if that works out i'm not going to be heartbroken if i don't achieve that one this year but i definitely want to get that patch so uh we already talked about it but get my ham license so that's going to be still on there hopefully it's not on there again next year um <laughs> clay, clay shooting again i want to do more of that and i see that someone has put in correction shot trap at mike's range so that's good i'll i'll already check that one off the list because that's going to happen um want to do some more hunting uh turkey was fun i want to try that again but this time i i do want to try to make it a little more challenging because it was just so easy last time right so <laughs> oh so easy turkey bang get rid of the uh Get rid of the blind. Maybe that'll make it a little more challenging, and, and see if I can do it that way. Um, You'll need the blind. So we'll do that. Like and, a hawk. And, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll see. <laughs> and then uh, it's a bit of a tall order, maybe. But I, I said I wanted to do a pheasant hunt when I turn forty. I want to do a pheasant hunt on Peely Island. So I, I put the message out to a bunch of friends, and nobody's really gotten too excited about it. So I don't really want to do it alone. We talked maybe about Amanda coming along. We'll see. Um, if I do do something, I've got to book it fast though, because it's gonna it's gonna fill up fast. So oh really? That may, may not happen. Why don't you just do one of the local game farms? Because that way well, you can could, rent dogs I, and everything too, right? Yeah, yeah. This, I, I wanted to do it on Peely because I have a bit of a family history there, and I I used to go there all the time as a kid, and I just wanted that's part of the part of the process. I wanted to do it oh. there, right? So okay, well that's understandable. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit more to it, so. so Want to give that a go? We'll see if that happens or not. But out of curiosity, uh, is it normal that they sell that they're already selling out this early? Because I saw I, I think I saw your dates, and I remember when I saw it, I'm like, oh, we got time, like we don't know. I think this. I think you got to do it within the, like the next month or so. You got to figure that out because it's a limited oh. number of uh, tags, and then you've got to get accommodations as well, right? So, oh, okay. Well, then yeah, I, I fill up pretty quick. I apologize. I saw the dates and I thought I got time and I just didn't bother looking into it more. I will I will look into it more <laughs> soon. 
Yeah, that's fine. And because it's you know it's an island, so you can't just yeah. stay anywhere, right? So you've got to get uh, a cottage or someone who takes in hunters and like a bed and breakfast kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, what else was I going to say about that? Um, yeah, just a, just a limited number of tags available, and and there's actually a lot of Americans that that come to that as well, right? Because it's right on the border, so you do have a lot of people from Michigan coming up to do that as well. Oh, okay. So, uh, well, I guess COVID could screw that up. Still, who knows? But uh, yeah, uh, kind of what Mike said. Get somewhat more fit. I'm not looking to be ripped <laughs> either, but I don't I don't want to hurt. <laughs> I don't want my I don't want my back to be sore when I wake up in the morning trying to put my pants on, right? Just just normal stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to do. It's when you have to bend over to put your socks on that it really hurts. Oh, I have to sit in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> They're all falling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do the ritual challenge again for sure. Um, again, building on last year, I did it. I accomplished it. But I didn't. I, I felt like dying, so I don't want that again. <laughs> so, and I maybe want to be like confident enough to do it with maybe the Ragnarok group or somebody else, right? Like they went, yeah. and they kind of got people together and did the big rock all together. But I didn't feel like, I mean, timing and everything didn't work out either. But I also didn't have the confidence that what if I didn't make it, right? I didn't want to be the only guy who doesn't make it. So I want to just be yeah. strong that I could do it, right? So. Yep. I understand. It definitely helped a lot too, right? I definitely lost a little bit of weight. My back didn't hurt anymore. Like things were feeling good. It was definitely a good thing to do, but I think we overrocked. And like you said before, there's, there was no goal to work towards. So it was kind of like, ah, you know, we could spend two hours doing this or we could go rucking. Yeah. And it just kind of lost out almost every time, right? Yeah. So. Well, maybe we um, should, uh, well, if you and I are trying to get more fit, maybe we should try and work out a goal for our rucking this year. So that when the rucking competition comes. That would probably help me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if we give ourselves like an actual, like, hey, I want to go this far. Like, I don't know how specific, but this far, this much time with this much weight, you know, it it really gives us a solid goal to aim for. I think we need to work something out there because I think I do need that push and I do need that, you know, just like uh, when we actually did the challenge, you know, we're we're messaging each other, pushing each other to go a little bit faster and it it definitely helps. Yeah. Yep, and I'll admit, I still remember one time I messaged a group as I was walking out to go for my ruck, and you messaged back, you're like, hey, i just coming back. Here was my time, and your time was like, I don't know what, you did 10 kilometers and whatever, we'll say like an hour and 50 minutes. And as soon as I saw them, I'm like, well, now I have to beat an hour and 50 minutes. <laughs> like, yep, you know, my sure. original goal, I think, when I left the house was to do it in two hours. I'm like, well, no, now the new goal <laughs> is to beat Josh. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Why, yeah. What, wasn't it like three or five minutes that you beat him? It oh yeah, it wasn't. And it, it wasn't by yeah, like it, miles. It was like it, I just win the win, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, a win is a win, but yeah. But I mean, I I wouldn't have pushed myself that hard, right? Yeah. I I may not have. And someone had to set the mark, right? Yeah, exactly. So you know, I think it's really great. Yeah, I think it'd be really good for both of us if we could bounce off each other like that. Well, it's at my like my last ten kilometers. That was my goal. Like on my fourth day, I was like, "Well, I got to beat Mike's best time." So I actually like <laughs> broke out into a bit of a run, and I like pushed myself harder than I had the whole time, and just to kind of just just to eke it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, that was awesome. So that's so that's one. Like like I say, not you know not going crazy with it, but just to be just to feel normal. That's really all I want. <laughs> I just want to be uh, normal. <laughs> And I'm getting old, and it's a little bit scary turning 40, right? So I think, oh, I, you know. I I can understand that. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we want to do more camping this year. 
So we we got a little pop-up trailer. So my goal is it's not in horrible shape. Like the inside's really good, but the outside's kind of hurting. So want to renovate it, make it make it nice and have it good to go. So that's one one uh one thing there and uh, I want to work on my mental focus a little bit. So I just I feel like uh you know, not to go into what Amanda just did. It's nothing like that. It's just I just want to be able to focus on tasks a little bit better and, and just prioritize a little bit more. Like this is more of a work thing. I find, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely doing better where I am now. I'm happier, but it's still the same job and I still have the same struggles with, you know, just multitasking and, and prioritizing and just, just normal stuff. Just want to try to work on that a little bit more. I think I'll be more successful. Uh, I want to volunteer more at the club. Uh, we had our, uh, Elections again, and I'm I'm remaining the VP again for this year. So I feel kind of bad. Like last year, I I definitely neglected a lot of my potential uh, work that I could have done around the club, and I didn't do as much as I should have in my own mind. I, I don't think anybody's upset about anything, but I just I definitely feel guilty about it myself, and I wanted to have done more. Um, so I definitely want to spend more time at the club, just helping out. Uh, want to we had a a podcast episode about this i i do want to host some kind of match whether i'm actually running it or just get some people to run it for me <laughs> but i want to be responsible for hosting some sort of match at our club to try to get more interest uh fired up at our play at our club um i want to teach the kids more about shooting i want to take them out more they're getting older now and it's getting a little bit easier so i think i want to try to get them like a little little savage rascal something like that to play with so um Definitely want to work on that. Like Amanda said, more archery. Uh, we kind of sucked this year. I think I can count on one hand how many times we went out and practiced. So I, I really enjoy that, and I want to spend more time doing that. And the big one that I was already talking to Mike about, 3D printing. I was so excited about this, but I totally flopped. <laughs> so I went out, and, went out and bought one, really was gung-ho about it, and I just kind of just couldn't give it the mental capacity it needed to figure yeah. it out. So. It's mm. kind of sitting there gathering dust right now, but, you know, I want to get back into it. Yeah. That's, you know, the boys will really be excited when you do, and, and the girls, too. Well, I know. But... They keep asking. Everybody keeps asking, and I'm just like, ah, oh, it's not ready yet. It's not ready just, yet. <laughs> just wait till they start seeing that what you can print them, right? Like, yeah. all the time, my daughter comes up to me, and she, I'll be like, oh, I'm getting something off my printer, and she'll be like, what color are you doing? And I'll be like, <laughs> green. And she'll be like, when are you going to do purple next? It's like, why? It's like, I want a purple unicorn. And it's like, <laughs> you already have four of them. And she's like, I want another one. It's like, all right, when I get back to purple, we'll print you another purple unicorn then. Like, yeah. you know, like they end up loving it too because they, they start realizing that it's essentially a toy maker, right? A yes. simple toy maker, right? I have, I have a couple of boats. So I, I don't know if you've seen Josh. A very, very popular like test print is the a Benji. little boat. Pardon me? Benchy. Benchy? I don't know Isn't what Benchy called is. A ben oh, I think it's called a Benchy. Oh, it's a little tugboat. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. that's what its name was. I just saw the little boat. Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm talking about, that little tugboat. Yeah. So, of course, like way back when I first started doing this, I printed them off for the kids, and they've been in with the bath stuff ever since, and they still play with them. So, like, they love yeah. it. Right? So. Yeah. Anyway, so what it for me? Yeah, uh, uh, excellent. They sound like very good goals, and they sound like they are very achievable. Amanda, how about you? What are your goals for this year? Well, 
like I said, I'm going to continue a few, and then I've added a few more. So uh, let's see here. Purge and Organization kind of went through with my review how uh, I want to continue doing that. Uh, more range time for sure. Uh, definitely got put on the burner, back burner while we were trying to organize our life. So uh, continuing my education for work. Uh, I would like to be more physically active and lose some weight. I, you know, I try not to push myself too hard on this one, but I did come across some other physical health issues this year that kind of made me realize that I need to do something now before I get to a point where it's going to be too much for me to do. And uh, so this is a, an important factor, but I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, I expect to be, you know, a hundred and what? 60 pounds in the next like three months like it's not going to be like that so yeah be, you re know, be uh, realistic be very realistic about this so yeah <laughs> uh let's see here our pal is a big one and pistol matches if i can and i put clay shoot because i did get that wonderful gun my 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 hunter so i would like to use it uh just haven't had a chance to yet so Another goal would be to stay, spend more time at home. And I'm saying this because I felt like with the whole cluster of everything going on, we packed so much in during the summer and on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And um, the holidays, too, were just jammed with commitments. And I felt like we didn't enjoy our home as much as we should and give it the attention that it needed, right? Like, we have a beautiful view of the river, we were sitting out there like beginning in May and June, then July, August, September, October, all of that just went to the, the sidelines and it felt like we didn't enjoy it as much as we should have. So yeah. uh, let's see here. Uh, a couple of renos to start working on and like Josh talked about the pop-up tent trailer, but the big one, it would be our gun room. So uh, Josh and I have noticed that. Yeah, I know. But uh, Josh was making a very valid point. The gun room is now shared, and you can barely. It's uh, where it's located right now. It's a small closet area. You can barely walk in it and grab whatever you need. I basically have to stand on the outside, and he has to pass stuff to me. It's very frustrating. I think we need to dedicate some some space and we have the room to do it down there and Josh came up with a great idea of where he wants to put it and how we want to set it up and I'm really excited about it and I think we could do it within our budget like this year so that's something I think we need to start uh, prioritizing so so when you talk about this gun room are you talking about like like an unfinished basement and you're going to finish the basement into a gun room and we're talking like you know like $50,000 or are we talking like, Oh no, there's a room downstairs in the basement. We're just going to start calling this the gun room and we're going to clean it out and we're going to put our stuff in it kind of thing. So it's kind of an in between of one and two. So the basement is mostly finished. Um, and we have this huge open area that right now is dedicated to like a, a kid play area. We have a trampoline down there. We have, um, all sorts of acrobatic stuff there. 
But the thing is, they've also trashed the whole thing to high heaven. So we're at the point where they're starting to get a little too big for the trampoline. They're getting too big for some of the the swings that we have there. So we're like, you know what? We can make better use of this space. So really it would be setting up a wall and a door and, and a lock facility and just put drywall on one side. We'd need to build one wall, basically. Okay. And yeah. I so I mean it's not going to be a fifty thousand dollar project. Um it's just more let's get this wall up and have a storage room area that we could make work. And I mean I would like to do a little bit more to it to make it more fire retardant. But mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit there and freak out about spending a whole bunch of money that way. But I think the big thing was to do I'd like spend a money about, I'd rather spend money on what's in it than yeah, <laughs> the room exactly. itself. So, but it's just just something that we could sit and do, um, you know, have a workbench in so that we could uh, clean the guns in, in a nice spot there because I really don't like cleaning the guns uh, on his nice office desk that's down there. It's an antique one. I'd rather not do it there. So, I mean... Well, do it in the wife's kitchen counter. That way the sink's right there and it's perfect and you only get yelled at once or twice. No, only (laughs) once or twice, huh? Well, I think it would be good, too, because it's like you make it big enough so you could dry fire in there and, like, it would be good. Yeah, exactly. You can make it work. So, I I think we can make it as a multi-purpose gun room uh, and, you know, maybe have a couple things locked but on display. Like, I would really love that. Uh, kind of ideas so yeah. we'll see how that goes but yeah that's that's uh, one goal that I feel like Josh was like making suggestions but you know not pushing me too much but I really do think he's right there's two of us doing this we need to make it more of a priority to to stay organized and to um you know treat think, our fire you know it's good to respect. like keep it keep more of a separation from the rest of the house and the family too right like this that is our too. locked room Nobody can come in here, like you know. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can put you can put a lock on the door, right? I have a lock on my well, door. I'd, yeah, and, I'd want to make and, it like a like a safe room, right? Yeah. And my my kids even know like I, we ran I randomly talked about it with my daughter today and I said like you know the rule you're not allowed in there unless you're in there with an adult and she was like yep I know I won't go in there unless there's an adult and I was like all right good great yeah. so good. yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's it's a good way to set boundaries too with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So. All right. So, what are you going to do to achieve your goals this year, Amanda? Why don't you uh, you go ahead and just t- and tell us what you're how you're gonna how you're gonna get this done? All right. Well, for purging and reorganizing, I think the big thing was getting the um, kids' tools uh, that they need to stay organized. Uh, go through the basement and rethink the space usage, as well as uh, want to go through some of the stuff outside and find a way to keep the clutter down out there. Because let me tell you, like, I can't stop saying this, but four kids, four sets of bikes, four sets of skateboards, four sets of scooters, it's it's overwhelming uh, sometimes just to keep up with it all. So I we need to get a better result for them to make it look a little bit more organized and feel like my kid, my, or our backyard is the dump site. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just because you I, have launch, just because you have launch base, yeah. doesn't mean that your kid can leave your bikes on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, so in regards to range time, I think Josh and I need to actually just be a little bit more firm with ourselves and pick a day every other weekend and stick with it. Um, you know, minus family events or something, but just say every Saturday morning we're gonna go to the range. Period. Right. So and just go. Um, yeah. I think. I want to encourage more bringing the kids to the Thursday night pistols, pistol shoots. Um, I, yeah, might be a little chaotic, but usually we only have two at a time when we do that. There's a TV, there's a whole club house that they can sit there and watch or color or do something while we go shoot for a whole 15 minutes, half hour that we're shooting. You know what I mean? It's easy yeah. to pop into the clubhouse and see how they're doing because the, the indoor range is literally just a door away. So yeah. I think it would be, and they're like Josh is saying, they're getting old enough. We can, yeah. and how else are we going to uh, get them more exposed unless we get them used to the idea of going, right? Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my, my thought process. Because I, I really miss going to p- Thursday night pistol shoots. I really do. But it's the number one thing that I have let Josh go and do. And I only went once this year. Um, and and I would like to do it more. So um, so pressure is on to get my, my license before November because I paid for the course. Um, training um, my staff is in place and have more defined roles as to who I am rather than just discussing what my role is. So mm-hmm. um, for when it comes to work, so uh, physically active and lose weight. So I was starting to use the new program, like the new map and for a few weeks before Christmas. And I actually was doing really well. I had dropped down 18 pounds. Um, yeah, it was really good. I'm I'm probably back up about ten since Christmas though. So aren't we all? Yeah, exactly. But um, I really found that that was helpful because they have audios that you can. Well, it was audios uh, that you could listen to. Now it's actually more articles, um, and you're you're forced to or highly encouraged to weigh yourself every day. And it's not because you're expected to see results every day, but it's to start paying attention to how certain foods or how what happened yesterday is affecting you today. Right. So, you know, someone who's drinking a couple glasses of wine, what does it do to you the next day? Or did you drink all your water? Is this what it's doing to you? And then same with the lady stuff, too. Right. Like you start kind of keeping track of how that affects you and what your expectations are. If you only jump on once a week, and let's just say you probably drop down five pounds during the week, let's say by Wednesday, but you weigh yourself every Saturday, but you go and you binge eat on Thursday and Friday night, then you pretty much lost a whole lot of your momentum. Oh, yeah. So they look at it as an like you weigh yourself every day. And the last thing that they do is like um, a meal tracking and they do it is fairly simple and I just need to start doing it again. I just didn't like it because they didn't care what you ate. It's just they'll let you know what foods are you can eat as much as you want, uh, which ones you should. They call it um, they focus on caloric density. 
So, okay, so if you eat a lot of leafy greens, there's low density in your calories there. So eat as much as you want of those, but cheese is going to have a high caloric density. We're only allocating so many calories towards that. So it was good, but it's not necessarily what I wanted to hear. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, but in the end, it was very much helping quite a bit and it was helping me with the whole water intake or drinking teas or things without any sugar or milk in them uh, to try and encourage my water intake so I want to continue doing that again uh, what else did I say here uh, I do want to get back into walking first and then rocking because I want to do the Rosul again I had a lot of fun doing it um, one thing I think this weather tends to hold out everybody back. So I think one of our first goals we should set for each other is just going out and walking again, despite this weather. And, and let's start with that. And then we'll start talking way after. That's just my two cents there. So, um, let's see here. So our pal and pistol matches. So, you know, I kind of made the excuse last year that I was like, yeah, I'll get my RPAL at some point. But um, I was waiting for our club to do the courses. But it's been told that uh, we're not intending to have any more at this time. So with COVID lockdowns, members are agitated when we close the range off for the courses. Understandably so. So I, I need to I think you should. I think you should go scream at your VP. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, you see, it was the president who made that call, and he was oh. the one in charge of booking all those. So I can't get mad at him at the <laughs> VP. I, I can't. But uh, I, I, I did kind of tiss tiss the president, and I was just like, "Come on now." But uh, regardless, I need to go and not make any excuses anymore. I know that the club's not going to hold them, so I need to go elsewhere. So I just need to go and start looking. Who's offering yeah. them? So, did it? Um, Shooting Academy. Yes, Listowel, right? So, are they still doing the RPAL courses in person, or did that get switched? Because I remember Benny. I think he said he did his hunting course, but he did his uh, online only. The they, RPAL the they, same way. Josh. Yeah, Josh did, did his online. They did open them up in person, but they might have stopped it with the new restrictions. Okay. Yeah. Until whatever the seventeenth, when they're going to announce the next lockdown, um, are they? Uh, uh, yeah, I understand. Until then, at least that they'll be shut down. But I guess the assumption is that they will be in person by the time that you that you're going to take one, Amanda. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they have the option of doing one at home, I would have taken that because that seems much more convenient. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, for the, I don't think it's possible because you still need the handling component. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess I was just thinking of your circumstances where it would be very easy for Josh just to be like, this is a handgun. You've shot it already. <laughs> you know how it works. Like, have fun. But, I'm here because yeah, I legally I, need to be here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I mean, uh, going a little bit further into that I did go to a few matches with Josh to watch so I it really got me excited so I want to practice with the SIG and get myself ready because I feel 
I want to, I know, I'm not expecting to walk in there and win anything, but I don't want to go in there and make an arse of myself. That's the big thing. And I've, I've always been very conscious about that, but I've seen a few people make, you know, a few mistakes or, you know, well, that's, maybe... a, that's a good thing about watching first, because you've seen how people did make asses of themselves and now you can avoid yeah. that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or, at least, or at least you realize that it's not as big of a deal if you do make a mistake. Yes. You know, exactly. like. Like the like the guy who missed shooting like half the targets on his on his uh, match there so yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know I want to get practicing so that I'm familiar with with the gun and how I can I can manage myself and uh, then hoping to compete in the summer because regardless there's a range officer right there I should be able to shoot without having my R pal. Um, according to their rulings, as long as um, I have the range officer there. So should be yeah. okay. And Josh obviously would have to be there as well to um, allow me to bring the gun that I want to shoot. Yeah, so. so you can use my SIG. Yes, your SIG. So, <laughs> And uh, last thing for staying home, I'm going to say that we need to make a goal of one weekend with kids and one weekend no kids where we dedicate to being home uh, a month, right? So if we're looking at a schedule, just saying, oh, like we're planning on doing this and this this weekend and this and this this weekend. So we need to leave two weekends, one with kids, one without kids, to dedicating to being at home. And that way we're not, you know, um, overdoing it. And I mean, some concessions can be made, but I, I think that's just a general rule of thumb that I would like to try and follow by this time. So we'll see how that goes. So, well, yeah. that's it for me. That's Once good. a month, no. poor Josh. <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, the, the, yeah. those sound like uh, those sound like very good strategies, and uh, I, I think they will they will do you well. Thanks. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Oh, you can Josh. do it. We know you can do it. You're the you're the most focused person on this podcast. I was gonna say, if any of us is gonna complete it, it's, I'm putting my money on Amanda. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Josh, was, I think Josh did the most out of all of us this year. So. Yeah, he he did uh, he did uh, cross off quite a few things off his list. Yes, he did. So. Yeah, so, how, so how are you going to manage to cross them all off again next year, Josh? Uh, work harder. Work harder. <laughs> there you go. There, there, there it is. Beginning and end. All right. Good, good night, everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try. Why aren't you doing better? <laughs> um, try, try harder to make my Thursday nights. Uh, you know, sometimes when you know, even though Amanda was really accommodating, I mean, sometimes I just didn't want to go. Either a bad day at work, or I'm on call, or just whatever. Just try to keep keep me more on the ball if I actually go right it's just more handling more comfort with the gun and everything it's just better to go and just be around it so I want to try really hard to do that uh get better at reaching out to friends and asking for help whether that's uh to run or host a match or get invited to events at other clubs uh like clays and so on like like Mike basically you know coercing him to inviting me so that was good (laughs) it was all a giant strategy wasn't it yep that's right. Yep. You felt you fell for it. Yeah, uh, I did. I fell hard. And if it's a no kid <laughs> weekend, you can bring Amanda. That's right. There you go. Well, she didn't well, I, get an I, invite. Only I got an invite. So, oh, sorry, Amanda. Uh, we, I have reached that point in my life where if I invite one half of the couple, I just assume the other half is coming as well. 
Oh, well, I assumed as much, but yeah. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> so, Sorry, Josh. the next one. <laughs> Try hard to, uh, to build routines I can live with for the fitness and the dry fire. Kind of start small and commit to small amounts. I, you know, need the motivation like the Razul. Um, I gave it all I could, but because there was uh, there was an end date to the event, so you know, I was reaching that goal. But after that, that was about it. So I mean, this idea Mike and I are kind of hashing out now about coming up with some kind of schedule of goals. I think that would be a great idea to keep me on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, not bite off more than I can chew, and because if I do, I'll get overwhelmed and just need to keep things realistic. Kind of going along with Mike says, you know, just be happy with the results that you get. So that'd be good. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. But you, Mike? Uh, so for me, uh, being happy with my results is something that, you know, I just kind of have to work on internally and try not to put so much pressure on myself to perform. Um, I, I think that that's something that, like, I don't know, like, to be honest, I don't know how to get better at it other than just experiencing it and being happy with it. You know what I mean? And just trying to get over that mental when I'm going to the match, tell myself I'm going there to have fun. You know what I mean? So outside of that, I feel like that's just something that I just need to kind of beat into myself. Um, shooting less, like, and I understand that someone listening to this podcast might be like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Who needs to make a goal to shoot less? Um, I had a goal to shoot less last year. Sarah said I did not shoot any less, and I shot for only half a year. So but I like I like the way you're approaching it, though. Like you're 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 not maybe shooting less, but you're being more selective. Oh yeah, and that that is a big thing. So I had slowly started this, but this year I am going to be very strict on this. Um, now, do you think you're going to have like a fear of missing out though if you don't go to every match you possibly can? Like, are you going to uh, regret it and wish that you were there? I I still feel regret for matches I didn't go to this year because I feel like I might have missed something, even though how my friends all say that I did I missed nothing. <laughs> like I I do have a big problem with fear of missing out, um, and I think that is part of why I do end up going to some sometimes to more matches than I want to, and I am trying to leave a little bit open on that. So like I've already come up with a bit of a a formula for lack of better term of like. You know, I'll shoot all the matches that my, that my club hosts, right? Because I want to volunteer to help other people run because I know it sucks to run matches by yourself. And I would like support in a local club. And I actually like all the guys that I shoot with there. And it's super close. It's super convenient. So it seems like why not shoot at my own club? Um, I'm going to shoot down in probably Kingston and Lower Trent Valley for i because they are relatively close. They're less than a two-hour drive, so I feel like I'm not going to burn my entire day going to a match there, which I do like. Um, like IDPA, I only plan on going out to EUSC on the other side of Ottawa because they're like I have a ton of friends that shoot out there. To me, honestly, that's almost more social than it is to shoot IDPA because all my friends are out there now. Um, and then, like, really, Ips, like I, I don't have any real plans for IPSEC. Um, I'm I'm hoping to go shoot provincial this year, but that's also partially because it's in Peterborough, which is super convenient for because of my family situation. It's super convenient, and I actually really like a lot of the guys in Peterborough, so it's a place I want to go. But I'm trying to cut out like there's a lot of other little clubs in Ottawa that, you know, oh they're having an Ipswich match, they're having whatever another match, and I'll go to them even if you know even if I'm busy that weekend, I just go because you know I feel like I have to go to every match. 
I, I literally feel like I have to go to every match because if I'm not there, then I'm not competing, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not there, then like you know, I'm you can't win if you don't show up. That so right. I need to show up, right? That that's just the end of it. I just need to show up because it's the only way I'm going to win. Um, and like <laughs> and that's not like uncommon. That's, A lot of guys that are heavy into competition have that exact same attitude. Yeah, and that's just it, right? So it's it's actually is this is actually going to be hard for me to step back and not shoot quite so much um uh yeah so like i i've kind of have a bit of a parameter set up already like i'm gonna only shoot certain events at certain clubs some things i'm willing to travel more for so like icor i'm willing to travel a little more and more for because i i really do enjoy icor but some stuff like ipsic i i started realizing that like you know i i don't enjoy ipsic as much as i enjoy the other sport so why am i giving it the same amount of attention and energy right so that's sense. just kind of that's just the way I'm I'm trying to treat it and I'm trying to stick to it and that that's going to be my hard part. My hard part is going to be actually sticking to that and not going to a ton of extra matches because I have left a little bit of a window open. I have kind of said, you know what? If I have you know a certain number of friends going to a specific match somewhere that I wasn't going to go that doesn't meet my criteria, I am willing to go, but to go to it at a social event, not at a competitive event. But once again, that ties back into my first thing. I need to be able to mentally wrap my brain around. I am not going here to win. I'm going here to have fun. Exactly. Maybe you just need to like produce yourself like a finite number of rounds, and this is all I can shoot this year. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> horrible. That is both horrible and and perfect at the same time. Like I'm scared. Like I'm scared thinking about it. But at the same time, I think I'm like, yeah, I would definitely do that because I would say to myself what matches are worth going to. And I would figure that out. Like how many matches do I want to go to? Where are they? What's my rough round count? And then work backwards. How many rounds do I have left to practice with? How many rounds do I want to shoot at a practice? You know, if I want to shoot 300 rounds, and I only have 600 rounds left. I guess I'm only going to practice twice this year. You know what I mean? There you so, go. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's actually not a bad way. So I, I might actually look into that. That possibility is <laughs> a way to help, uh, help reduce my number of times I go to the range. Because I also, I do like training, right? So I do like, uh, I remember the in 2020, in the first year of COVID, when like training was the only thing you could do. You couldn't shoot magic, but you could go train. I was training a ton, but that's because we had nothing else to do. And I had tons of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. But like now I don't, now that there's other things to do, I kind of feel like I don't have the time anymore to fit training in as well, or at least not as much as I used to. So that is also a good way to limit my training too. Um so yeah, that's uh that's a good idea. I'll have to look into that. And then for my fitness one, uh, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure how I'm gonna achieve my phys- my my physical fitness goals this year. Uh, my gym has still not reopened since twenty twenty. And it's because my gym is tied to my work. And I think until my work has like officially declared that COVID is no longer a thing and we don't need to wear a mask anymore. And like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if until we get to that point, my work is not going to say that the gym is allowed to reopen again. So like, I, I, I don't have high hopes on them actually uh, opening up again, but uh, yeah. So I have trouble trying to find time just to do the upkeep on the house already. So a lot of the stuff sounds like excuses, but like I need to find something to be passionate about when it comes to exercising. Cause like I got really passionate about the ruck marching, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I was out there multiple times a week doing 10 Ks. I was doing 25 Ks on weekends. Like I was, I was in it to win it. Like sure I remember when this yeah. first came out for like that first month, I was out there in it to win it. And I was like ready to start like jogging 10 K. I was ready to start <laughs> adding weight. Like, you know, that was my question is how far can I push this? And then like, like we said, everything just kind of dropped off. So I would like to try and keep this going a little bit better this time. Um, yeah, and like just try and keep my motivation going beyond you know that match day. Could I imagine that the that the Rasul day will probably be somewhere similar? You know, end of July, beginning of August again. So a couple of things. One, I learned I I learned from last year. I need to train if I need to do the Rasul in like at the hottest time of the year. I need to be ready to do the Rasul in the hottest time of year. You know, not yeah, the expectation that like, oh, this is going to be like when I went out in the spring and it was nice and cool and I had a light sweater on when I went for my <laughs> for my rock, right? Like, no, I was like dying of dehydration, <laughs> yeah. so hot and like, oh, miserable. You know, I, I wasn't pre- I wasn't properly prepared for it. And like I said, yeah, I just it all just dropped off as soon as after Rasul. So. I would like to try and find something that I can something that I can be as passionate about as that, but keep that passion going, you know, all year or at least longer. And I can tie that into, uh, you know, physical fitness because I'll enjoy it and I'll be motivated to go out there and do it. Um, yeah. Are, are there any other activities that any of you do like in your regular lives that are just good physical fitness that you enjoy doing? No, because that's, that's why the rucking was great because it actually yeah. got me motivated to do something because I've never yeah, really I, been that per- I've never been that person. No, I didn't know if anyone plays squash or anything like that. No, but Josh did pull out the bow flex. So the bow flex. <laughs> oh, yes. you know this is he... summer things where you do the thigh masters or something. <laughs> the thigh master. <laughs> no, but you. But in, in all realism, though, you want to do. You said you want to tone yourself and build up your muscles. So, mm-hmm. rucking is going to be more cardio. It will build up muscle, but you really. Yeah. It's going to be more cardio. So really and truly, you got to think about something for strength training. And yeah. um, I will say, my ex was actually really good at this part of it. Uh, so he originally just started out with a couple dumbbells and he do, you know, three reps of something. Um, and I think he had about five different exercises that he did, um, to build up chest, arms and back. And those were his his big things. Right. And it, it would only take him 15, 20 minutes a day if he did them. And, you know, from there, that's what helped to encourage him to go, okay, well, I want bigger weight or I want to try something different. And then he did do the weight. But how do you get passionate about that? Like, that doesn't sound fun to me at all. Well, I think when you start seeing results, because you start to feel it, because you like lifting the weight. And then when you start that, you realize that it's getting a lot easier for you then you can upgrade the plates to something different, right? So I think when you start seeing the results it's and you feel the burn, right? Like it, it's cliche, but it is a true fact. You start feeling that and you want to feel it because you know that the next day 
And then over the next few days, you're going to start seeing the muscle repairing itself and how it's starting to take its definition. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying you have to go out and buy a whole new weight bench, but I'm saying if you go and you grab a couple dumbbells and do a couple flies, you know, and start working on a couple, a, a few other things just to to switch off from there, then hopefully that'll start to tone you up in the way that you want it to. Yeah. So, you know, because I mean, gun, uh, you know, guns are heavy, but yeah. they're going to do the same thing that you want it to do either. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree with you, Amanda, and, and yeah, I completely disagree with you, Josh. You can get passionate about working out because, oh, because pre-COVID, when I was going to the gym, I was doing, I can't remember, it's like a five by five. I don't know if you're a workout person, it might mean something to you. It doesn't really mean much to me, but it's a workout routine. It's only five exercises, and I was getting pretty into doing squats. Right. I wanted to see how much I could squat and how much I could push myself because I always thought of myself as having strong legs. Right. So I wanted to see how much I could squat and it was going good. I was making good progress. And then when COVID hit my gym shut down, I had to work it at home. Well, I have a bunch of weight and I was working out. The problem is, is that I got to a point where I didn't feel like my squats were safe anymore anymore. Like, I didn't feel safe doing them at home because I don't have the right safety equipment. And I looked into it and to buy, like, good quality safety equipment, like, I'm going to have to spend a decent amount of coin to get a good a good squat rack and a squat, like a squat bench. And really, I should upgrade my bar and stuff like that. But, like, you know what I mean? It was going to be a huge price tag in order to keep bumping it up. And, yeah, when I stopped feeling safe, like, lifting it, because I, I had a moment where I almost I almost got crushed by my weight to my basement, right? Yeah. And that was enough for me to be like, nope, I don't mind lifting weight that I have confidence I can weight. Like, lift, I, I would almost call, like, maintenance level with lifting weight, but yeah. I didn't. I, I couldn't push myself. And if I couldn't push myself, then I didn't have the passion. If I didn't have the passion, then you know, I'd stop doing it. Now, um, could you use this as a good point? Because you probably have lost all that that you kind of worked towards. So it would you would have to start all over again at this point, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Right yeah. now, so, I, I have I have confidence that I could start squatting again and it would be hard and I would squat and I would be motivated and it would be good. But I also wonder, will it be the kind of thing where I'll be into it for a couple of months and then I'm going to hit that same point again and then I'm going to lose my interest again? Yeah, that's true. Okay. But uh, hopefully by that point, then the gym will open up and, you know, positive vibes out there. You know, <laughs> by the time you get yourself built up to point where you can start making changes or or that the the whole environment right now or the culture that we're living in changes and things you can find different things to motivate yourself from there so yeah uh, but I mean if if it's something that you know that you can do and you're aware of and it's not going to be a learning curve for you I think that's a great way to just start rebuilding your 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 muscle mass there because yeah you know I I know it's not easy but uh, it, oh, it'd be a, worthwhile, I think. Yeah, I think that's some great advice. Yeah. yeah, pick something that you already like and kind of build off of it, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. and I mean, like Josh and I know nothing other than what me watching other people. Like I had a friend who was into deadlifts, 
and mm-hmm. he could lift like 556 pounds. It's yeah. insane. Um, like I, I could never ever get to a point like that or expect anybody to get into a, a point like that. But it is really nice to see the passion behind it and yes. to push yourself a little bit more. And I wouldn't mind getting more toned myself too. So it, but for us, it's going to be a learning curve using that machine and or using the weights and do making sure we're doing it properly, right? So yeah, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what, Josh, I was thinking about, you know, probably why I like the squat, you know, and you're talking about the deadlift. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty favorite one, too. And I was thinking, you know why? Because, Josh, those are the motions that cause us to break. Yeah. You're talking about feeling like an old man and being yeah, like, yeah, oh, I can't true. lift that without hurting myself. If you can deadlift and you can squat, then you can essentially you can pick up something off the ground without making a noise. And you know exactly <laughs> what noise I'm talking about. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the noise that I make when I get off the couch. Yep, the noise that Sarah, every time I do it, Sarah goes, oh, man, look, take a look at my life. (laughs) I make that noise every time I sit up these days. (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully we'll get that. Hopefully, hopefully that'll go better. That'll go good this year. I'm hoping that uh, I'll find something that I can be real passionate about. And like we said, you know, if this rucking. Like you said, even if it's just a jump off point, right? It's just about getting started and then keeping that momentum going. I think one thing I'm going to look into is, are there other rucking challenges that happen throughout the year? Because, I mean, just like gun matches, uh, that was the Finnish Rizul. So there must be other uh, countries or other other regions that have this. So why not? Something semi-local that we don't know about, right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe do a little more research into that and see what's what's there. So speak to Gavin. He's he's doing all kinds of these things. I see all yeah. the posts. I know they they want to start to do like a monthly thing. I heard so. Like a monthly ruck. Yeah, like a monthly meetup ruck kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So we could do it virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Yeah. Tom and- uh, I know that you were saying that you wanted to get your eyes fixed. Were there any other things that you think you can do to achieve your goals this year? Not really. Um, just the fact that my health is the point where it is, so there's not really a lot I can do. Is just try to maintain the, the physical activity that I do have with mm-hmm. my breathing and my lungs. So if I could maintain what I have and improve my vision a little bit, I can get out to the range more often. But, you know, these days I'm, I'm happy I'm grateful for what I do have, so. Good for you. That's good. So. Unlike you guys, I'm I'm an old guy. I'm retired these days, so I don't, you know, something has to really excite me to get me up and out these days. Especially with the COVID, because you, you just, you're, you're so used to being stuck in the house, twiddling your thumbs, looking at iTunes or looking at YouTube videos and stuff, so. I'm looking forward to some warming weather and things improving and just getting out of here. Uh, yeah, I agree. So, so Amanda, right. we missed a big we missed a big one, Amanda. What did we miss? We want to expand our beehives. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and that's not a you didn't mention the hives. Yeah, yeah, we want yeah. to we want to try to get another hive going. So go from one to two. It wasn't cool. in our New Year's resolution from last year, but no, yes, we would no, like no. to do, uh, we're hoping that our hive will be healthy enough that we'll be able to do a split in May, 
and then grab a new queen and have two hives. So that'll yeah, that that is a big one. So I forgot about that. Because yeah. I've had so many compliments about the honey, so pretty pretty excited about that. It's yeah. good honey. So it is but good yes, honey. I, yeah, but I think that wraps us up. And did we miss anything, gentlemen? Because that I was a long one. I know. I'm sorry, people. It's not near as long as Mike's dry fire episode, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you start having that split episode in two, that's when you start having problems. But, <laughs> anyways, listeners, if you have any feedback, like, hey, your episodes are way too long, questions or comments, you can send them to host at newshootercanada.ca, our Facebook page, or in the comment section on our website at newshootercanada.ca. Please feel free to send us how did your New Year's resolutions go from last year? Did you complete them? Did you not? Did you at least learn something about it? And what are your New Year's resolutions for this year? Hopefully you come up with them, and hopefully you will uh, come up with a good plan to achieve them. So, Thomas, do you have any shout-outs? No, not this week. I was going to put one in, but I changed my mind. Okay. Uh, Amanda, old. Amanda, do you have a shout-out? Do I have a shout-out? Shout-out to you, gentlemen. Thank you so much for continuing this uh, podcast and uh, keeping me motivated and on my toes and thinking and pushing myself. It's it's really great to have a nice group of friends and uh, um, I don't know, hosts if you will. So uh, thank you. Thank you. And I really we appreciate you being here. Yeah. We're, we are very happy that you are here with us. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Doesn't that sound overconfident? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't, I like, what am I supposed to say? Like, no, we, we really do appreciate you being here. We think you're a, a wonderful addition to the show and we are happy, so happy that you're with us. So yeah, Aww. be overconfident. I feel so loved. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Do you have uh, any shout-outs? Well, not to make her head any bigger, but Amanda, of course. <laughs> uh, for encouraging me to do all the things that I want to do and supporting me while I do them and helping me out in every way. And I know we can make this year even better. Um, my boss, uh, as I mentioned before, for letting uh, letting me share my hobby and being genuinely interested. That was awesome. It confirms to me that I'm in a better place. So that's great. And uh, I thought of one more while we were talking. Um, you know, we actually got uh, mentioned on the CPP podcast again last week, and we got somewhat of a call-out challenge as well. I don't know oh, if I, you guys noticed. I have not I heard it. If you guys noticed, uh, I posted their Patriot challenge on my social media uh, as kind of a New Year's resolution thing that I want to try to work towards. Um, so, Andrew saw that I that I shared that, so he kind of called me out. He's like, "Oh, and I saw Josh shared that. Now New Shooter Canada is involved. That means this is a challenge." <laughs> so, so anything so that I, I I've been avoiding the Facebook uh, mostly just because I find it sucks up too much of my time. So now I need to look up. Do I need to be concerned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay. okay. Actually, it probably would help with some of your goals in mind, like for reading more or yeah, so, so you what know. It is, it's, uh, it's, it's it's only four things. So it's like, uh, what is it? It's uh, 45 minutes of exercise per day. Um, per day. Per day. And That's 15 one dog minutes, walk. I'm good. Yeah, 15 minutes of reading per day. Um, you must drink two liters of water per day. Well, that's not uh, <laughs> Yep. 
You need to spend 10 minutes a day practicing a skill. And you need to do one task that improves your life every day. Hmm. Okay. It's it's really it it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's really a lot to yeah. pack into it, a day every day, right? Yeah. But it's, I mean, I'm, we're kind of looking at like, okay, what's a task to uh, improve our life while organizing this closet? So I'm yeah. I'm making it as simple as that, because yeah. you know that's something that improves our life <laughs> and it's attainable. So yeah. biting off little bits, right? Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I was. Yeah, it's, go, it's down. Go sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. <laughs> I can say, point. sorry. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a Canadian podcast. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that 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 does sound uh, attainable. The only thing that I was like kind of nervous about is, and it's not the working out part; it's the forty-five minutes part. It's finding forty-five minutes of exercise time. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody says it has to be in one go either, right? Like I, I've been going over small yeah. walks at work, like 10, 15 minute walks and like oh, that counts to me, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, just do it in like smaller chunks, yeah. But do you know what the worst part is though? The two liters of water, I can't stop peeing. It's awful. <laughs> oh, I, I probably already do two liters of water easily a day. So that's, yeah. No. So, oh, that's, but anyways, that's, that's we're good. we're semi we're semi sucked into a challenge or called out for a challenge if you're interested. So okay, there you, well. there you go. <laughs> All right, that uh, that sounds good. I'm gonna have to write that down so I can keep it at the front of my brain so I don't forget about this. Um. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so my my shout out this week is just gonna be to Sarah for helping me complete my goals and for helping me i'm sure she'll help me complete my goals you know going forward in the future so uh thank you to her and all the support she has and i also wanted to give josh a shout out um because josh reached out to me i was having a bit of a rough time over the holidays and josh reached out and i just really appreciate it and i want to make sure you know that well no problem that's what we're here for excellent gotta love this bromance (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh why don't we uh, take it on out of here, Thomas? Until next week, keep your barrels downrange and smoking. Time spent at the range and time spent with family. Choose your caliber wisely. Go ahead and shoot like a girl. Thank you, everyone, for sticking to, sticking, sticking with us. Oh my gosh, I'm just making it longer now. Good night. I know, everybody. we're verbally challenged tonight. Yeah, we don't know that they actually finished the episode. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did we finish? The, the theme music's already playing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, we're good. Hey, everybody. Bye. Good night. Well, I really like 22 now. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or feedback you may have, or if you just want to call shenanigans. You can contact us at host at newshootercanada.ca or through our Facebook page. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. They're for sale till I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns.